As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to episode 126 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast to talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University, where I talk about, read about, write about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And we are joined tonight by an assortment of brilliant people. Um, including Dr. Andre Brock. Good evening, Andre. Woo! Good evening. How y'all doing? Yay. Better now. Wait, is this the part where I can cut up? It's too early? No, no it's you can early. always. There's a free <laughs> cut up time. <laughs> you can start as early as you would actually like. <laughs> um, and Andre, I will, I'll tell you who Andre is. Andre is an associate professor of communication studies at uh, the University uh, of Michigan. Pause, pause. I'm an assistant professor. Assistant, <laughs> I am sorry. You and me I don't both know why both. I said associate. I'm I reading. Know why. I can't read. <laughs> I can tell you why. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't want to get in no trouble with my job. Like, we ain't promote you yet. All right, continue. <laughs> it's because I can't read. That's why. You're <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need another beer. Um, you need less beer. Uh, never that. So Andre is an interesting uh, human being. He has uh, several publications that examine the intersections of race and the digital, including uh, on the black hand side, uh, Twitter as a cultural conversation, Life on the Wire, Deconstructing Race on the Internet, and when keeping it real goes wrong, Resident Evil racial representation in gamers. My favorite, the best. Title. You know what? Yes. I honest to God, I was just about to say that same thing. That is one of my favorites, right? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Um, I'm just currently finishing a book on social media, black identity, and the digital divide. Yeah, there's a lot of shit to talk about there. Um, <laughs> I like you. Can we be friends? Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Y'all already my friends in my head. 
As long as you, as long as you, the pe- other people in your head ain't telling you to like stab us or nothing, we good. Dang, <laughs> okay. Sam, why you gotta go to violence? He pays your money, you takes your chances. <laughs> <laughs> so, in addition to Andre tonight, we have a couple of our regular staffers. Um, the um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be nice. Kashana Gray. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Dang. Hey, Kashana. <laughs> Hello, good evening. Hello, everyone. Tell me who you are, Mama. I am Kishana Gray, director of the Critical Gaming Lab at Eastern Kentucky University, as well as assistant professor in the School of Justice Studies, Women and Gender Studies, African African American Studies. Um, you Jamaican baby, you got me jobs you got. I got. Mm. <laughs> 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 you know what's funny? I My am. baby told me tonight. She said, "You know what, Mama? You got too many jobs. If you get a job, you're not gonna be able to take care of me." <laughs> you Jamaican baby, you got a lot of jobs. <laughs> I was like, I feel you. I do way too many things. Way right. too many things. Way too much. Way too much. <laughs> and don't let them count. All right. On that note. Right. Right. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Felicia. Hey. Um, I also have a lot of jobs. They have to juggle my payroll in the summer so that they can like make that shit work. At least they pay for yours. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't work. I don't work with less of money. Anyway, I'm Alicia. Uh, I am a PhD student at Purdue, and uh, right now I have a scholar crush on Andre because I do social media stuff. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love is in the air. Love don't is in the him. air. Don't tell him. We won't we won't tell him. We won't okay. It's our secret. Yeah. Our secret. <laughs> we'll keep yeah. <laughs> so we'll get started with the usual. What you playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. All important things. Andre, I don't know. Well, you as you see, you're not even drinking the right thing. Well, we don't go we don't let you go. We're gonna uh, let you go because, you know. Four shot shots. <laughs> Four shots of espresso over ice. Does that count? That counts. That, that counts. Yeah. <laughs> so this Starbucks is 24 hours. So this is right about when I get started to write till about four or five o'clock. So this mm-hmm. is my get ready drink. Ooh. So you you work in Starbucks? Like you uh, do your work? <laughs> yes. Let's be careful about how we phrase it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I I wrote my dissertation in Starbucks. I wrote most of my stuff in, in a Starbucks. I like I'm a social writer, so I like seeing people uh, walk by while I'm writing. That's what's up. Okay, so what was the questions? What I'm drinking? What I'm playing? What <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do it one at a time. We'll, 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 we'll do it one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. First off, and we, we we try to be polite around here and let let our guests go first. What you playing lately, Andre? Uh, I've been getting my ass kicked in Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, Salt and Sanctuary? PS4. Uh, I just started playing Rise of the Tomb Raider on Xbox. Um, and what else have I been playing? I just beat Mad Max on PS4. So I'm mostly a single-player gamer. How mm-hmm. was that? Mad Max? Surprisingly mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, as long as you don't expect it to be like the movie, it's actually a really good game. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Okay. What was the, what was the other one? I'm trying to look them up. So Salt and Sanctuary. Salt and Sanctuary on uh-huh. PS on PS4. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider on Xbox One. Yeah. And then Mad Max. 
Okay. So what, what kind of game is Salt in the Sanctuary? Because I, I don't know that one. Oh, they, really? It's described as a 2D uh, Dark Souls Metroidvania. What? And since, <laughs> since, since, I know. Shit in there. Right, since <laughs> I can't play Dark Souls or any of those variants because I suck at them, Salt in the Sanctuary has been a revelation to me. Because oh, I love nice. Metroidvania games. I love the exploration and all that other mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. Hmm. It's really good. It looks cool. It looks really dope. uh, It it was done by the people who did the dishwasher on... um, Uh, I remember that game. Yeah, same people, same art style even. Uh, And so, but it's very, very, very polished. It's really good. That's what's up. It's free? Is is it free? Because I see it's... Let's not get carried away. Oh, okay. Maybe it's free for people who run their critical gaming labs, but you know. <laughs> so I see we're gonna call this the Shade Podcast. Oh, actually, this is the Shade Tree right here. That's all it is. That's all it is. Kishana, no. Out right. <laughs> yes. Right? That's why I just wrote it down. Randomly, it's because I started playing Peggle, as I often do during the podcast. So if I just start cussing for no discernible reason. It's because you were heated. (laughs) Kishana, what you playing? Excuse me. I, of course, downloaded the Gears of War beta. I think that's one of my go-to games. I have a love-hate relationship with Gears of War. But the beta's okay. You know, it just seems like a... They just blend all like you know blended like the the best elements I feel like of each one you know in, in, into like you know this next gen one so it, it's kind of cool I like it I like it so far I, I I find I might get tired of it though um, and of course all, uh, Star Wars Battlefront my kids are always playing that so I play that with them so that's that's that, all I've been playing this week that game needs a single player mode yeah yeah oh yeah you played it I own it but I'm not I'm not into multiplayer so I haven't even cracked it. Mm, I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's me. That's all I'm playing. Well, I'll jump in because I'm next on the uh, here the show notes right up over here. That's okay. I'm used to being the least. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're darling. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing a couple of things. <clears throat> a couple of little things um, on. Uh, I started playing this stupid little game called Sunken Secrets on my phone, which is it's 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 nothing but like a time management kind of game. And I, I hate when I get sucked into those because I get sucked into them and I'll start playing one and I'll play one like nonstop for like a month. And I'll put like so much time into playing this damn game and then I'll be like, you know what? This game is stupid and then just leave it. <laughs> So you invest all that time and then you get mad. <laughs> yep. Be like, this is stupid. I quit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and I could really see that happening with this game. Because um, I'm like, because I'm right now, it's like, I, I got to rebuild the whole world, right? You have to rebuild the whole world before you, I suppose you can actually like start doing real stuff. So I'm in the process of rebuilding the world. And I can say, I, and I was like, I can see it when I, when the world is like rebuilt. I'm going to look at it and be like, this is stupid. I don't know why I just spent X number of time. And if I get frustrated, especially in that first month, I'll actually spend money on it. Don't tell nobody. Uh, no. You're, <laughs> you're not the only one, boo. 
And then I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be like, I don't even know why I did it. <clears throat> she just does it because she's got that tenure money. Whatever, that's, what, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> and I ain't got that critical game lab money. Um, <laughs> just saying. So, uh. <laughs> Y'all are best friends. Hanging out under the old oak tree up in here. Right. This <laughs> <laughs> is bad. And then I'm, anyway, go, continue. I'm playing another really bad game um, called Letterpad because I love word games, and I saw this one and I started playing it because I could play it on my watch, and that's good. Your damn watch! I, I'm gonna interrupt Ooh. because this woman turned around and looked at me when I called her out for buying this watch, and she said I had to because it was on sale. <laughs> Is this what? an Apple Watch? Yeah, yes. she bought an Apple Watch. She had to buy an Apple Watch, apparently. I can't argue with that when I had to as well. See? Uh, see? <laughs> <laughs> I needed, I, I look, I needed a new Fitbit, mm-hmm. and my actual watch stopped working. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm one of those. I'm one of those people who has a lot of electricity in their body, so I can't wear. Um, I can't wear wind-up watches or battery-operated watches, so they have to be self-winding watches. So either way, I was looking at spending another three, four hundred dollars for a watch. Mm-hmm. You tell it, girl. So. <laughs> oh. No. So I right, right, right. I need to see. To know what time it is, girl. Because you don't have your phone in your hand all the time. Not anymore. And <laughs> she got that watch. <laughs> you spent how much money so you can put your phone down? That's why. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all got the Fitbit. Y'all got the Fitbit too. I know a lot of people going crazy with this Fitbit though. I have a Fitbit. Are well, you a slave I, to the Fitbit? I'm not a slave to the Fitbit. <laughs> I stopped wearing my Fitbit now because I don't need to because my watch tells me how many steps I got. Ooh. Ooh. Let me let me interrupt uh, for the Apple Watch and iPhone uh, Activity Plus Plus and Pedometer Plus Plus. Okay. So they both they use both the phone and the watch to calculate steps. Oh. Ooh. All right. Insider knowledge. Activity plus plus and pedometer plus plus. Yep, same de- same developer, uh, but I I think I like activity a little bit better. It gives more detailed stats than uh, the activity app on the watch. Ooh. So I know how long I've been sitting down and ignoring stand up notifications. <laughs> 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 See, my my watch is still pretty new, so when it when it like vibrates and be like, you know, you need to stand up. It's your hour. You got to stand up and walk around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do that. Sometimes I look at it and be like, no, you know what? You need to stand up and walk around for a minute right now. I'm going to sit here and drink this beer. And what else you playing, Sam? I, I don't know. See, you see, Kashana try to keep me on track. I, I, I got you, mama. I got you, mama. <laughs> I've been playing Quantum Break. Really? Uh, I was thinking about buying it. I saw a sale at Family Video. 
It's it was it's pretty good. Okay, so let me let me say this. And here's here was the funny thing about playing Quantum Break is I don't watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um and and playing Quantum Break, I have watched more TV playing Quantum Break than I have have watched TV in the last month. <laughs> Why okay. is that? Why well, is because, that? Because you have like there are these um these video interstitials. So mm-hmm. you can like play the game for a while and then you like literally have like a twenty minute video episode of the show. Mm-hmm. Right? So it, it has gameplay really? and video. Hmm. A seventy a fifty seven gig download, I might add. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ew. Yes. <laughs> really? Because it looks like like it looks like a really cool game. It is pretty cool. And if you liked anything like um, Beyond Two Souls, I love Beyond. Then you would really like. Uh, it. It's, got, a, it's got some I parts that maybe. Yeah, right. there's there's some parts where you're like. Mm, um, I, I, I really like how you can make choices that don't, you don't even know that you're making, and they seriously impact your game. That's why I like Beyond. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. Quantum, Quantum Break reminds me of a game called Singularity that I think uh, Raven Software put out in mm-hmm. 2008 or nine. Yep. With the t- time mechanic, and yep. so I've, I've been looking forward to playing it. But mm, okay. Can we talk about reviewers later on in this episode? Yes. You miss. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. It's, it, I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, I will check it out. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna check that out. Good deal. Good deal. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let it go. Alicia, what you playing? <laughs> well, I was just playing Peggle. Um, hey. I stopped. I got mad. Classic. Oh God, I love that game. I hate that game. I love that game. Um, I haven't had a lot of time to play lately because we've been moving, and then you know it's finals and stuff. But uh, I started Sunset Overdrive. Because it's free right now. Can we talk about that at some point, too? Yes, we can. Um, but the funny thing is, is I haven't gotten very far in Sunset Overdrive because I discovered immediately that I don't care about progressing in the game at all, but I really love to just run around. Mm-hmm. It's, that's super fun. And I'm just kind of like watching stuff, and I'm like, I don't really care about any of this. Like, I'm not engaged at all. <laughs> but I love to jump and flip and just interact with the environment. Um, so that I'm doing like some of the challenges and stuff, but I'm not really advancing the storyline at all. <laughs> like, oh, you should talk to this guy. I'm like, no, I don't think I need to. I'm not gonna engage with those mutants. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna flip off this building. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I believe you can make your own fun. Uh, I played this. I've been playing these free-to-play games on Steam, which is either a terrible life choice or a good one. I played this one visual novel called Lucid Nine because it had like 100 billion positive reviews and it was so bad, you guys. Uh oh. Well, I mean, Sam will tell you that I'm I'm a snob, and the writing is really bad. And I feel like it was going to be a novel of any sort. It needs to have good writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. And then I revisited some Don't Starve because you know I love that game. And then I've been playing a lot of, a lot of text adventures because Ashley and I have been, uh, we just finished the first version of a text adventure that we were doing for a, a pedagogy project Cool. to use in class. Can I ask you to repeat the name of the game on Steam that you were looking at, the visual novel? Lucid 9. 
colon inciting incident. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. If you've ever watched an anime, you will know almost everything that can happen in this game from about the first four screens. (laughs) You good. (laughs) Eat the cake in them. Alright. We really need to talk about reviewers because if I hear one more reviewer complain that I know what's coming because I massively consume some sort of genre media, I'm going to strangle them. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to be that guy, but I don't massively consume anime. I did, however, take eight years of fiction writing workshops, and it's real hard to surprise me. Mm. But must you be surprised? No, I don't have to be surprised. Um, but I do uh-huh. like some element of a story that I can engage with, and if it's pretentious and the characters are not engaging... And the story is boring, and it's predictable. You got nothing. So you just describe all of video games, pretty much. Um, most, <laughs> most of them will tell you that I'm, I'm the hater. I'm the hater. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I had to ask. I'm sorry. Right? It's okay. We know. Mm-hmm. We know. I'm everything. confident. I'm confident in my hatred, and go. I'll back it up. You said uh, she hate everything, Sam. She hate everything. I like, what about? I hate it. <laughs> she hate everything. What about this? I hate it. Have you ever played it? Nope. Not sure I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> I did download the Gears of War four beta, but I haven't had time to play it yet. But it's sitting there, it's waiting for me. I'll probably hate that too. If you play, if you play one, you've played them all. I know. Yeah. Gears. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna get behind some cover and I'm gonna shoot things. Yeah. That's Gears. it. <laughs> That's it. But I mean, that's, there's a purity it's to that. Set fun. the standard, right? You know, it's, you just you know what you're getting, yeah. and if you're in the mood for that, that's a good place to go for it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So see, I don't hate everything. I think things have their their place. place. Yeah. <laughs> They're called lanes for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to spit beer across the room. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. Good deal. Which I'll read. All right. Don't ask um, me. I'm reading everything right now. You're reading everything? Everything. Academic and non-academic? Oh, do we have time anymore to read non-academic things? Right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how I live. Otherwise, I wouldn't have no sanity. Right? Right. Tell me your time mm-hmm. management secrets. Um, I ain't got none, which is why my book isn't done. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I don't hate? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god I, I, you know, I lied I said I, well you know what I'm not reading anything new I'm still reading about slut shaming and public shaming oh cool yep who's that wait who's that I might need that citation for ratchet shit oh yeah um, yes slut shaming is uh Leo, oh, what is her name Leora Tannenbaum Okay. And the public shaming book that I'm reading is John Ronson's book. Mm. Um, so you've been publicly shamed. And then uh, Tannenbaum's book is I Am Not a Slut. Ah, I see it. Okay. Yep. Good deal. That and a whole bunch of stuff on the internet and then applying it to everything that's apparently going on in the world around me, including all up in my face on fucking campus. Uh, oh. Uh, 
Oh my gosh, I've been following that. How's it going? Like, like what's happening? Well, you know what I really love when I arrive on campus in the morning, coffee in hand, to-do list at my side. I like to be confronted with pictures of dead bodies, especially mm. lynched bodies, mm. and Photoshop cut up fetus parts. That's yeah. awesome. That's what? Who even yeah, made well, that parallel? Who made that connection? Like, 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 like three oh. stories high. Yeah, they're over there screaming, Black Lives not, Matter, not, don't no. abort. I'm like, mm. But right. they, they literally erected these these metal structures like two, three stories high and put this shit on display in the middle of fucking campus. Wow. But you know what? We are free speech campus, so they can do that shit. And they, yeah. got, the, they got the appropriate permits and everything for that from yep. the administration? Yep, I saw them. Yep. You saw him. You had like I asked for yep. that. Well, no, my friend did. He got a copy and he sent them to me. <laughs> game, yeah. game, respect, game. But goddamn. Yeah, yeah right? it's pretty bad. And then um, here's the kicker. Okay, so uh, the second day of their demonstration, for lack of a better word, uh, some people went over and touched the little fence they had erected around these signs, and they flipped. Out, they started blowing rape whistles. What? And they oh, blew those yeah. rape whistles nonstop for what, like ten minutes? Yeah. Because I filmed at least five minutes, and they were blowing before and after. This is yep. dead week on our campus. Students are oh, studying. They're getting God. ready for uh, tests. They're giving presentations. They're turning in final projects. Students came out from like across the Memorial Mall, like the big open area. Complaining like that those whistles were disrupting their classes. They were loud as hell, but they were afraid to call the police or report to any administrative offices because nobody's going to do anything. Wow, it's a good point though. So we have all these outside people. Like we're not worried about protecting free speech on our campus by our students, but letting these outside entities come in and disrupt the actual learning process. That's fucked up. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, as as a person who works for the university, I'm not even going because this person was 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 really supportive because we we held a um, a sit down protest yesterday where we blocked the thoroughfares around their um around their display yesterday. So we were sitting on the cold ass concrete all day. It was like 40 degrees all damn day long. <laughs> I'm old. I'm too old for that shit. I, was, I came home and I was like, my knees hurt, my back hurt. I'm never going to get warm again. Um, <laughs> I mean, and, and this this person came out and, and, and said, look, I'm glad you're here, but there is nothing we can do because we have this new free speech mm. administration thing going on here. Yeah. And yeah. We have to be careful because these people are here hoping that we that do somebody starts up. That's right. Yep. Hoping that somebody starts something or hoping right. that we do something counter to what our free our free speech philosophy has said so that they can sue the university. Yep. Yep. They came over and they were taking pictures of us. We were just sitting. Like I had my laptop out, I was reading. Uh and they just they just in case. So they had pictures of us. Mm, 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 mm. Wow, I'm sorry that y'all are going through that. If y'all need any kind of support, y'all don't mind. Y'all know I don't mind turning up. Just let let me know. They're gone now. 
Uh, okay. Today, today was their last day, the last day on their permit anyway. Damn. Okay. It was uh wow. It was something. I'm sure. I'm sure. My bad. I didn't mean to deviate. I just wanted to hear. No, sure I mean okay. Yeah. I mean, and it was it was no seriously. I mean, when so we talk about slut shaming, so when women would walk by, yeah, they would they would do shit like yell at them like you killed your baby. I'm like, bitch, you don't know me. Oh <laughs> my god, you don't, know. You don't right. know who I am, what I've done. Mm. And you know, one girl who was coming over to to talk to us, she was actually a student of mine. Good God, 15 years ago. That's how long I've been around. Damn. Uh, look, look. <laughs> I'm as old as hell. <laughs> Shut up. I think I'm older though. <laughs> oh, so, well then she's not. Let's see, uh huh. Back pillow, that shit a little bit more. I know uh, where my bread is buttered. <laughs> so she came over and she was riding her bike over and she actually took the flyer that was offered to her and they looked at her and said, "Are your baby still alive?" <gasps> What? I just took your fucking flyer. Take this shit back. <laughs> like, why is, why is the university committing to uh, defending offensive speech? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How how are you yelling at at women passing by that you that you killed your baby, or and asking people, are your kids still alive? And then the the very first day, see, I I try. Like somebody said the second day somebody was like Sam is so zen I was like I drank a lot last night um, mm. but the first day I got black on them the first day I ain't gonna hold you up cause they, I tried to go over there and I was like y'all don't want me to go over here today I'm not in the mood for this shit today like they were like we're gonna go over and I'm like okay I'm gonna go over I'm like I'm not gonna say nothing I'm just gonna take some pictures I'm gonna walk around I'm gonna get the feel for the thing and I'm gonna take my ass home mm. and I was pretty good till this woman got all up in my face <laughs> and, and, and just kind of, she, she pushed the right button so I stood there and I argued with her and cussed her out for like 20 minutes and then I was like I'm gonna let, I was like, I don't even know why I did that I'm gonna let this shit go I'm gonna let it go I'm gonna let go and let God like my grandmama used to say I'm gonna let God deal with it <laughs> <laughs> then the, the LGBTQ kids came out and they were like, because they, they came out and they had, they had all brought rainbow blankets and they said they were just going to spread blankets around the display and sit quietly. They spread out the first the first blanket and that woman started yelling at them kids that they were defiling God's rainbow. Wow. Oh my and I was like, first up, <laughs> don't fuck with my students now. <laughs> exactly. See, and that's one thing that anybody know, anybody that know me know about me. You can say about anything you want to me. Yeah. But once you start fucking with students, that's yeah. a whole nother level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. was like, and then I was like, I was like, and on top of everything else, one that ain't so your rainbow. You was insinuating that these ain't God's children. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm like. You all fucked up, right? And I was like, and you know, you're making some real assumptions because you've been standing here comfortable as hell talking to me for 20 minutes. And bitch, I've been a dyke for a long ass time. <laughs> I'm like, so, so how you gonna do this? See, then she ain't want shit to do with me no more. She ain't gonna talk to me no more after that. Oh, yeah. Not after that. No, no. no not at all. Done. I'm like, what 
Well, I'm glad they're gone. That's okay. That was a headache for y'all for a while. Free mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. Good deal. Well, I'm thankful they had you because they, they needed they needed that. They needed, you know, somebody, especially somebody with some power, institutional power, mm-hmm. tenure that can speak out, you know, do things like that. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Speaking of Sam going crazy, what you drinking on right now, girl? <laughs> Something I'm apparently gonna have to go downstairs and get smart. Um, I am drinking. I'm I'm about to be real sad because I can't even go to the liquor store because my kid is sick. So, you know, and I'm in Indiana, and you can only you can only get good stuff at like actual package stores. Mm-hmm. So I'm drinking my last Vanderbilt totally roasted. Oh no. Um, cider. What will you do? Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm doing. I drink something else. Um, and and because my kid is sick, I can't go yeah. to like a package store because I can't take her in a package store. Right. Because mm-hmm. she gotta be 21. Yeah. And I'm not gonna. And and you know, look, I'm black in Central Indiana. If I leave my kid in the car for five minutes to run in the liquor store, mm-hmm. I'm gonna Gosh. come out to 57 fucking police cars. Girl. And child protective so, uh, services. Everybody exactly. taking my kid out the car. They've been they've been waiting to do that anyway because she white. Um, they calling everybody on you, Sam. I know. I bail you out. They gonna take you. Kidnap that child. Oh my gosh! All the stuff you gotta go with. Poor y'all. Poor P man. <laughs> I know my poor baby. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, me. I'm just drinking water as always. Y'all know I ain't drinking nothing else. I'm not. We are gonna break you with that. <laughs> Man, Girl. let let her be her, right? I'm just I'm asking. Can you imagine Keishana with her drunk on? Yo, yeah. y'all don't want to see. <laughs> I do. If she ever wants to, I'm here for that. Cause she extra her. already. <laughs> <laughs> That's why right. I love her, but with no, no, I'm I'm good. I'm, some, I'm high on life already. I'm maybe already, some edibles or something. Yo, I'm, I'm lit, <laughs> naturally lit already. Naturally lit. Naturally lit already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we need to have a pink tea party and bring uh, Kishana. A pink tea party? What's that? Mm-hmm. Sam's gonna make I make this drink called pink tea. Vodka. Oh yeah, it's called. I, we call it pink tea in my house, but it's um, it's a a passion, uh, pa- it's it's a passion fruit, herbal tea, and I mix it with lemonade, and then I dump in a whole bunch of vodka. It sounds terrible, but it's delicious. Yeah. Sounds delicious. It it sounds good. <laughs> yep. That's what's it is, and you can't taste the alcohol. Oh god. Uh-oh. So you got bougie trash can punch. I just want to be clear. Yes. <laughs> yep, that's that's exactly what it is. That's what I got real tenure. Last week. <laughs> I got real bad with it last week and and used the soda stream and um and uh carbonated the water first. So mm-hmm. it was like pink t- it was like uh vodka pink tea soda. Oh. <laughs> I'm yeah. hung with you. Hey, man, that actually, that actually sounds really good. Though. Right. And, and before I get really called good. out for calling people bougie, I had a drink the other day. It was bourbon and an apple shrub. So a shrub is like vinegar, uh, sweet drinking vinegar. It was so good. 
It was oh. really, really good. Ooh. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I had to go to Google on that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, good deal, good deal. I love it. Pick me, pick me. What you drink at least? What you drink, mate? <laughs> well, I have a bottle of a red blend here. And I didn't like it at first, so I went back and I got a grapefruit shandy. And now I'm drinking both. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. I drink it. Too. It's okay if Kishana don't want to drink because I have her back. You got me. You, I got you, you. Drink you got. Thank you, baby. Thank you. I'm here for you. <laughs> Y'all bringing a couple more people. I'll drink for them too. <laughs> Hashtag grad school. Right. I know that's right. That's right. New news. Other kind of stuff. What's happening in life right now? I've got I've got good news. I want to share news. Yo, so me and your boy Andre, we about to be in Beantown. We about to run Boston next year, y'all. We are both gonna be there. I'm gonna be at MIT. Andre's gonna be at Microsoft. So we just we about to run all of that. Andre, I would like to hear more. We gonna make it blackety black. (laughs) Blackety black. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. Black-ish. I know, Kishana, I saw you earlier under that spotlight. I know, right? I was, like, was kind of light skinned, wasn't I? I was like, look, him light, wasn't I? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I didn't a look, think it was real. That's a little I, more than light, bro. I didn't right? say it. Yes. <laughs> so I'm we ain't going to talk about little Kim right now. I know, right? I feel so bad for I love little Kim. Andre, mm. tell us about the Microsoft thing. How, how did Please that come do. about? Uh, I don't really know. No, uh, they've been. <laughs> uh, they had invited me out there as re- as long ago as a couple of years ago, just to come out and spend a week with them. And for some reason or another, uh, I never actually pulled the trigger on it. So when I saw them at Internet and them, I mean Nancy Bain, uh, Mary Gray, and Tarleton Gillespie. So I saw Mary at. Um, I'm sorry, I saw Nancy at Internet Researchers in Phoenix. Was it Phoenix? Yeah, yeah, it was in Phoenix last year. And she was like, I got something I want to ask you. I'll teach you when I get home. And she's like, why don't you come stay with us for a semester? I was like, to do what? (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's just like, "Mm." mmm. She said, what are you working on? I said, I'm trying to write this book. She's like, great, come work on your book. And so that was that. Awesome. It's, so it's something that's apparently been building for a while, but this is the first chance I've had where I can actually take take advantage of it. Right. Good. So, like, your book, is it like, because I noticed the title that, that was, like, in the bio was a bit different than what um, I'm, I'm guessing. I, I thought you were working on, like, a black Twitter kind of thing. Has it evolved? Uh, last I checked, Twitter was social media, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe I know, but I mean, more than that. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Y'all see how you do it? Y'all see how you do it? But I love it. I love the abuse. I love it. Uh, so the book is called, and I have a website and everything. The book is called Digital Blackness, African American. I'm sorry, Distributed Blackness, African American Online Technoculture. Where's mm. the website? Uh, distributedblackness.net. Ain't nothing on it. I don't even think there's a 404 page saying you got to the wrong one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let um, us know when you got something on there. We'll share I, I will absolutely don't share nothing yet because I got to put stuff on. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the book is about it's it's sort of a combination of work I've been doing and thoughts I've been having about the ways in which Black people operate online. Mm. Oh. Um, 
And so it's much less empirical than I thought it was going to be. Sure. Uh, but basically, so Kashana's heard some of this before. Uh, one of the pieces I talk about is ratchet digital culture. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's a combination of both the ways in which ratchet people can be very forward, but also the ways in which black people repurpose uh, online technologies for their own needs. Mm-hmm. And so that forwardness lends to the visibility of it. Um, so the best example is black Twitter. Uh, I've made arguments before that black Twitter uh, really is exists in the way it is because white folk noticed that black people were doing stuff on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but that black people have been doing that anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now because I'm like open mouth like, oh. I know. I am there for that. <laughs> you are so kind. I appreciate that. Right. Um, We're not even blowing smoke up your ass like it's serious. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, and so, yeah, that's it's it's in development. Uh, I'm finishing up my sample chapter so I can send it out for somebody to give me a contract. Good. If you're, if you're listening, NYU, Outledge, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, <laughs> MIT, Duke. Listen, I'll let you boy. That's the way to get a motherfucking book contract right there. That's hang on, I'm about to tweet on your behalf. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> I, what I what I will say is that I've been it's been suggested that I just write a book on Black Twitter, uh, and I've been actually kind of shying away from doing that uh, because Why I think because I think Black Twitter is a moment but not the moment. Yeah. So the book. Mm. I go back to uh, early 2000s in one of the chapters that I'm, I'm proposing because I, I talk about stuff that I discovered when I was doing my dissertation on Katrina mm-hmm. and how black folk were using the web back then. Right? Yeah. And I could go, I could mm-hmm. go back even further. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. No, there's, I'll take that back. There's nothing out there on Usenet or uh, everythingblack.com or NetNoir or Black Voices before it got bought out. Right? And so that stuff needs yeah. to be written about. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to – I'm saying this is a Web 2.0 version, but I'm also thinking that this could be extended to a Web 1.0 version as well. I think that's beautiful. I think it's important that, you know, to track, like, that the historical to contemporary, like, trajectory, especially of, like, black production and black excellence, like, you know, with, like, using media, using d- digital stuff, using, like, these tools, you know, because a lot of times we always get pegged as, like, we're, like, you know, the poster children for, like, the digital divide. Oh, those – untech savvy black folks you know they, they always you know paint us as that without realizing you know a lot of the stuff that we're actually doing and engaged in I remember mm-hmm. I think it was it was some of your work that I was reading even um maybe it's Anna Everett you know a lot of her work you know she's talking about like um you know everything that that black women like were doing like black for like the um like in the 90s woman and stuff. March, right. yes absolutely like that was like just so profound to me because I was like, you know, n- not realizing everything that 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 we've done, but that gets ignored, that doesn't get talked about, you know. And I think I think it's fascinating, especially that you're going to track like that path, because like you said, you know, they're like, oh, Black Twitter, look, Black folks finally discovered the internet, and look, you know, you know, it's like it's mm-hmm. kind of like how like a lot of like folks like talk about that. Um, so it, are you? Will you be going like back that far? Like, what kind of like media in particular are you talking about? Like digital media, like in particular. Mm-hmm. More social media, in part because the rise of social media coincides with a couple of material trends. So black adoption of smartphones and mm-hmm. increased mm-hmm. access to broadband technologies. Mm-hmm. And so that stuff is interesting to me. That's where Ratchet came up because I wanted to talk about the everyday use 
of social media, and I didn't like the word banal because I don't think being black is banal ever. Mm-mm. Um, and so I picked up I picked up on ratchet because I like the way that ratchet has this technical connotation of moving forward without pause, but also of being steadfast in who you are. And so I think a lot of a lot of what black people do online is reflective of their pride in being themselves, uh, which means, however, I get into arguments uh, like I did this past weekend uh, <laughs> <laughs> because certain people. Uh, are of the opinion that the ways in which we present ourselves on black Twitter and Instagram needs to evolve mm. or, or progress, and I'm not really here for that mm. because I'm like, it does, why does it have to evolve? What's wrong with the way it is right now? I'm not saying that it's perfect, but in its own way, it's expressive of a particular space in African-American culture that we should validate. Mm-hmm. And so if I was, was going to say, if I, okay, listen, uh, editorial assistants and book editors, my contribution to the discussion <laughs> right. Is right. that we need to celebrate the erotic, the sensual, and the ratchet in black digital practice, not just the political or the resistant or the commodification or the labor. What are like conversations like that? Sorry, I'm I know y'all are trying to try me. I'm sorry. What mm. are conversations like that like like emerge from? Like, you know, saying that we need to evolve from our whatever we were doing, like with black Twitter and all these things, like where is that rooted in? Um, like to me, it's oh, like, pick me, pick me. Go, 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 go. go. White, white people. <laughs> <laughs> to, to a certain extent, but not the only extent. So, yeah. one of the arguments I make in the book is it's a combination, and this is why I call it technocultural. It's a combination of myths that we have about technological activity and myths that we have about black activity in the United States. And mm. so, in both cases, you want tech, people always argue for technologies as being progressive, being the future, being modern. And in similar ways, people argue that black people need to get past their embodiment and be more civil or sociable or educated because that will fix our status in the United States. And so it's a combination of the two. Clearly that'll fix it if we pulled our pants up and started speaking standard American English. That'll fix everything. My my new favorite part of the book, the one I'm working on now, is talking about respectability and the the extremist respectability. So the hoteps or the onk. In words, posted memes like uh, this could be us. I mean, this could be you, but you twerking, showing mm. a uh, mm-hmm. young woman in a graduation game. Yes. And I'm arguing that that, has mm-hmm. both, that both has to do with technology and with black ideas of respectability. Absolutely. It's not just one yeah. or the other. Absolutely. Yeah, right? So I got I, her. I got and her and, her the, and the whole idea that you yes, can't please. Right. Go ahead, Sam. Say that again. I was gonna say, and it's the whole idea that you can't do both. Cause right. okay, I'm an educated black woman, but I can get ignorant as hell when you make me. Absolutely. I mean, and, <laughs> and that's most of the time. And, and but the thing is, is <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> Don't fight. Don't I mean, the thing is, is that, and there's, and that's, and the thing is, is that there's nothing wrong with getting ignorant when you got to. Right. Right. Especially if it serves your purpose. Absolutely. And and I'm saying ignorant, not as an ignorant. Right. Right. But ignorant as in indignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right? I'll take either one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> ignorance in that particular context implies that you're not recognizing the rules that other people laid out for you. Right. Yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you were asking what I was, what people were reading, and I'll just throw this in right quick. Um, uh, Ron Judy. Uh, on nigga authenticity, and that is the actual name of the the article. 
This is everything. Wait a minute. What is this? Um, George Yancey's uh, uh, Black. I got it in my bag. Hold on, because I need to say the title right. George Yancey is Black Bodies, White Gazes: The Continuing Significance of Race. And mm -hmm. then a, a reader called Off White, uh, whose authors I can't remember right now. Uh, but in ways so, so the, in ways that I can talk about both Black authenticity surrounded by a context of white racial ideology. Um, Sam, I think Invisibility Blues needs to buy all of these books. Oh, <laughs> yes. Or, or I can send you the digital editions that I found in uh, various places online, and that way you ain't got to He's buy not actually going to do that, Jeez. but we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> As an education and not... Fair books. Please send me those books. As a library and information science scholar, I say fair use, bitches. Mm -hmm. right, yeah. <laughs> yes. Please send me the books. So stupid. I'll read all the books. I'm, 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 I'm serious. I'm just sitting here with like my beer clutched to my chest, and I'm like, please keep talking. Right? Absolutely. So, Drake, no, no, it's beautiful. No, 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 it's beautiful. Drake, how did you get here, like, from your game and research? Because I remember, like, the first thing that, like, I feel like you were, like, the first person that, well, maybe that no. I've ever read. I know, no. I know. But, like, the if, first time I read something, I think it was, like, your piece on Resident Evil. Really? You didn't read David Leonard's stuff? That came, I feel like that David, David's stuff was, like, second. Like, I came across that. I'm trying to think about, like, the years of, like, when stuff came out and I was, like, doing, like, dissertating and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I remember your piece was profound because you were one of the only few people that actually talked about black women. And that, mm -hmm. that mattered to me. Mm -hmm. You know, your yeah, discussion of Shiva. Go ahead. It's really weird that there hasn't been more talk of it. Like, that's one of the things I want to talk about with y'all. Like, even given the current media environment where we see more mixed race and brown women as mm -hmm. protagonists, mm -hmm. there's still nothing out there in terms of scholarship. Mm -mm. Not like I want it to be. Right. Um, um, how did I get there? Um, so early on, so Resident Evil is 2008. So I decided when I got my job at Iowa that I was going to walk away from the dissertation because I liked the dissertation, but I didn't love it. You know how that goes. Right. And, and the um, dissertation remind me, that wasn't Katrina stuff, was it, or was yes, it? Yes, it was. It, so yeah. I always have to tell people, it wasn't actually on Katrina. It was on black people's reactions to Katrina coverage online, okay. which is a significant difference. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, right. But, yeah, so moving from how black people understood themselves to be portrayed online to starting to look at representations across all digital media. Mm -hmm. Right. And Resident Evil caught my attention with that stupid-ass trailer. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't remember the trailer Wait a minute mm, It's not hard to remember Some brolic ass white dude walking into an African village Of normal African people And then just starts shooting them Because yep, one of them had a, had a sty in his eye And his eye started bleeding And then he yep. started shooting people I, I remember I, mm. I, yeah, I remember, I'm looking at it right now Absolutely uh, I will say though that Resident, Evil, that Resident Evil article Was also a test So I have a discourse analytic method that I like to use and I want to see if it could fit video games like I've been trying to get it to fit other stuff and so it actually I think it actually worked out well um, and so yeah, yeah. I, I really need to I have so much gaming stuff on the back burner because that stuff is not it didn't get cited quickly enough to make an impact on my tenure portfolio and so I moved to the other stuff that did if that makes sense what mm -hmm. kind of tenure do you wait a minute Citations so, matter for tenure? Hell fucking yeah. yeah. Your impact, especially in yeah. a field 
where you're talking about something that's considered niche. So if uh, black people from a positive perspective in digital spaces, that's niche as hell. It's one reason – so let me say I've been a fanboy for Sam since I met her in 2003, which I know she don't remember. Um, <laughs> but we Sam, met, you don't remember Andre Sam? No. Uh, we have a friend in common, Allison Clark, um, and we met at uh, Computers and Writing, I think it was, when it was at Purdue. Uh, and you even drove okay. us around. So it's a long, long time ago. But I've been following your work since. No, and I do remember. What you said, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I did, I, you know what? I didn't go hold you up. I didn't until you said that. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I wanted, to, I wanted to write digital stuff like you were writing. I thought your stuff was really inspiring. You and yeah. Adam Banks at the time, there wasn't really anybody else out there specifically talking about race. And so you guys were really important in shaping the way in which I approach technology. Yeah. So shout outs to Sam Blackman. Hell yeah. Shout outs to Sam Blackman. He's all right. Who, who, yeah. I, <laughs> who, I thought, who I thought was a white man for a long time. Seriously. <laughs> you and everybody else. Yeah. Sam has been a white man, a millennial woman. A purple-haired SJW. She ain't never a, a black woman. <laughs> I know. I love you, Sam. I love you, Sam. I know you're a black woman, Sam. I know. <laughs> I'm real black. I don't even understand. <laughs> we can put a spotlight on you, and you wouldn't even fade out. I love it. I See? love it, Sam. I love it. Oh my god. Uh, Y'all silly. This is always how we are. I need to listen to this podcast more often. You do? When I heard all that, man, I got to get with these folks, man. These folks are crazy. So what kind of like gaming stuff are you like doing like now? Because I know you say you got like a lot of stuff on the back burner. So what kinds of projects, like what do they look like? What would it be? So the one that really needs to be written on. So there was this black... A game development studio in uh, Baton Rouge called Energized Development, and they put Yo, out I they know put them. out HBCU football. Yes. Um, and I I wanted to write about it on a couple levels. One because of the archival work they did. Because if you've ever tried to look up HBCU yeah. band videos online, it's fucking yeah. frustrating. And yeah. they managed to program those mm-hmm. into the game in ways mm-hmm. that actually you could affect them. Right. The game itself was yeah. kind of. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, the, but the fact. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. But the fact that they managed to integrate those two, and and particularly that archival cultural moment within the game that yeah. made sense within a black. So I I grew up in Louisiana, right? And we went to games to see the band. Yes. And so I was yeah. amazed yeah. when when this game dropped. And people were like, well, why would you even want to see the band while you're at a game? Who cares about controlling the band? I'm like, fool, that's the only reason we go. Right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I got so so many arguments around that. Oh, Mm -hmm. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, So that's the one that needs to be written out the most. Uh, I had a minor discussion. I'm going to call Dr. Blackman out right quick. But Dr. Blackman on her blog a couple of years ago where she said she was going to write about Assassin's Creed, Uh, I do believe, Uh, Aveline. <laughs> I know. Yes, I know. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm gonna I'm let you have Aveline, even though I bought that game on three different platforms, thinking I'm gonna write about it. Um, <laughs> you and me both. Right, but I think you and I me think both. I'm actually surprised that there's not more stuff out on the black component of Walking Dead, and especially now that they've they've announced <laughs> a third. Uh, uh, hold on, a third season with Clementine, right? Um, yeah. And so I feel like I need to throw my hat in that ring. Um. 
Mago. Oh, interesting. Particularly with Michonne. Like, Michonne's episode seems to be really polarizing. Listen. Uh, and so I think I, there's somebody at Telltale understands, though. Like, even when they do dip into stereotype here and there, for the most part, they seem to understand how to characterize black people. Well, yeah. no. I mean, but that's the graphic engine. Come on now. We're not right. going to be mad at the graphical art style, are we? Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> they gave her white woman hair. Uh, I've been pl- I've been playing Sunset Overdrive, and let me tell you, that character creator has no hair that looks like mine. It's got, uh, no, it's got four C curls. Listen, we we have talked extensively now about hair, and mm-hmm. it's yes. fucking dry out there. It's it's, it's bad out there. It it's really bad. is. Wait, so who was clearing that throat? Talking about uh, Walking Dead. Who's writing uh, that? Me. Decide. Okay. I have written a lot about The Walking Dead. Uh, did you say something that I could put, cite as a peer-reviewed article? Or no. Book? Oh, see. I'm, I'm, I'm not fancy. I'm a grad student. That don't mean nothing. So right. here's a, here's right. the thing I, I would love to put yeah. on the table. So the difficulties in writing game criticism over the last four years with the rise of critical gaming blogs and spaces, like a lot of – like, Alicia, mm-hmm. the stuff you're doing is is professional academic work. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and so, but if I try to cite it, they're like, "Oh, you're not citing academics; you're yeah. citing practitioners." And right. so that's the only reason why I'm making that particular distinction. But no, it's, it's become that. difficult to write about games. But I'm like, I don't want to steal nobody else's shit with my own right, trying to write my own perspective. Right? I have a uh, I have a mm-hmm. friend that I'm I'm working on a couple of projects with another grad student here at Purdue, and we talked about this a lot actually. That right now we're both working on two different projects that talk about. Theory craft, but we're using it for in different ways than mm. what's been done about like World of Warcraft because we're both fucking way over World of Warcraft. Um, <laughs> like this is way like 2011. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about this the other day about how every piece that's out there that's about theory craft uses it in the most standard way, and like their citation is like wow wiki. Mm. There's nothing. There's nothing else for us to pull from. And you know, like yeah. he's talking about theory crafting and metagaming, and I'm talking about theory crafting and like social media. I don't want to get into it too deeply, um, but uh, you know, there's just there's nothing for us to pull from. So there is a real lack of that kind of scholarship that you're talking about that's considered like okay mm-hmm. to cite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I got, I know. It's it's tough. It is tough. And some of the stuff that's getting published. Yeah. Mm. I know I've rejected a couple of those, and they still get published. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to say much because I would like a job someday. Please hire me. I will right. write my face off. <laughs> and it's funny because I remember, you know, Andre, I remember like the other day, you know, Sarah in, in, in our little group, you know, said something really profound. She had made the comment, you know, talking about like that public scholarship and how like academia like may, views it as like, you know, distraction, as, you know, not valid, not worthy or whatever. But they don't realize like for yep. me, that shit's like therapeutic for me, like mm-hmm. not, not having to worry about like style and formatting and, you know, all that. I just sometimes I just want to just write and then I just want people just to read it. I don't give a fuck if it's accurate. I don't care, you know, about that. So what I think it's. I hate that academia really, like, dismisses, like, a lot of that public scholarship that we have because a lot of times, you know, that public scholarship is where, like you said, where some of the, the best stuff is, not in these journals. I mean, Notice I didn't, say, I didn't that, say best. <laughs> right. I mean, and that's, the, and that's the argument that I want to make with 
some of my colleagues sometimes, right? Because, you know, they're like, well, you know, X person published, you know, a, you know, an, uh, an article in, you know, in this top rated journal. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, so X, this person published one article in this journal in the last two years. And I'm like, I didn't wrote 215. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like you wrote two yes, books. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. O on top of articles that get published. And I'm like, so on any given day, yeah, it might be 8,000 people hate reading shit that we write, but there could very well be 8,000 people reading shit we wrote that day. That's a hell of a lot more people that's gonna, them's gonna read the article that was published in whatever top-rated journal. Yep. And, you know, the other and thing any is, length of time. like, yeah. I, I feel, I feel, because I'm only a second semester PhD, and I switched from creative writing, so all of this shit is new to me, but I have a, a, a an article, a thing in the in the cycle right now, and going through that process and watching what's happening. Like by the time it actually appears, it's, it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm going to be glad it's out there, and I think that there's right. useful content that's in it, or I, I wouldn't be doing it. Right. Um, but in this medium, yeah, there is a need for more immediacy, and they've talked about yeah. this like on First Person Scholar, yeah. but it doesn't get talked about enough. I think, like. The right. world moves on really fast. Right. It does. And yeah. we're late to the game. But, ahead, the pur but the purpose of academia is not necessarily to have the best hot takes, right? No, but uh, it, even it, even not even past hot takes and just thinking about things that are happening right now. If I write an article today and it appears two years from now, we might be in a new fucking console generation by then. This is true. <laughs> right? Because, you know, Nintendo's like charting that shit out. They're like, we got to do something. Yeah, fuck oh, Nintendo. Yeah. I'm so mad at them. This, I, right? I, I was like, oh, a new console? Uh, no. Mm -hmm. No, I'm all right. I'm good on it. Not a dollar mm -hmm. of my money. Not that mm -hmm. I have any. But if I did, no. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I really think that's important that we really, like, think about that. Like, you know, there's, a, there's beautiful value in the peer review process. Like, you know, I'm not diminishing that at all. Absolutely. But I really think that it's important that we are a part of those conversations that are had, and we're we're not. You know, and I'm I'm looking at some of the stuff that's out there. I'm like, ah, you know, they're not they're not really you know giving it the analysis that it needs, contextualizing it the right way. But again, you know, we may say something that you know could appear, you know, a lot of what we write, a lot of what we produce, you know, publicly, you know, can go into like an academic article. It just didn't go through like all yeah. those kinds of levels. So I just feel like we need to really revisit what it means to be published. I, I, don't, I don't I don't know. I wish we would. I wish we would. Yeah. Cause, cause shit, like we do have and no I value. I agree with you on that shit. Cause like, what, like, like you said, you don't wrote two hundred damn blogs, Sam, and it might not count when, I, when I, you're I, up for promotion. Oh, that's not count. That's I'm not talking about all the ones I didn't wrote, girl. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just I'm just pulling a number. I mean, if we pull like true numbers, I mean, shit, we've been around six years. Yeah. yeah. There have been times when I've, I've written two or three times in a week. Yeah, I know yes. when when I kind of slack off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't say it. God, God bless y'all for doing that because I can't do blogging and my writing. Like the two don't mix. I I don't want to look hard. stupid online, right? I, I I have low self esteem already. And uh, and <laughs> you know I I came up I my background is different from a lot of other people. Like I came to academia late. I was in creative writing, but I my background I wrote for like for Joystick and, and other sites.
Mm-hmm. But I, as one of the few women, uh, can we pour one, one out sides. for joystick, please? No. Um, <laughs> as one of She's the like, few, I got stories about that place. Yeah, for I'm real. Just saying though, I miss them. Be, given what, uh, yeah, what we have left, yeah. There's what we that, have left, but right. Also, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's depth. This iceberg shit. There's depth there. Um, yeah. As one of the few women working in an editorial capacity, mm. there, I had to be on point all the, all the time. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean I'm used to like I fact check everything on like three sources, everything I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by the time my shit goes up, like it's right. Nope. But yeah. I've gotten to the point where I can do that really fast. You know, and yeah. it helps me in my mm-hmm. academic work. It's a really good uh, foundation for me to bring to that table. But so for me to write like two or three posts in a week is not that big a deal. Sometimes it's just a matter of getting like ideas. But now, like balancing yeah. that with all of my reading and everything else that I'm doing, that gets really difficult sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, while while we're on this subject, can y'all change y'all feed to full text instead of snippet? No. <laughs> I want your click. We don't we don't advertise, but I still want your click specifically. Your click in particular. <sighs> I need your your eyeballs on my website. Uh. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let's look at our beautiful new header. Isn't it gorgeous? It We're is all, like, gorgeous. Cartoon I'm just style. saying. Once he gets through ad block and or one blocker, let's see what I got left with him. <laughs> look, you need to turn all this shit off, guys. We're not gonna hurt you. Mm. Right. I I like the argument that somebody been making though. Nobody's no. The advertisers never asked us if we wanted all this additional content when we loaded that site. Yeah. And yeah. so this is my way of like. I got data caps, motherfucker. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm busy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, such a mess. Why don't you? Why don't you go ahead? My bad. Alicia, no. did I cut you off? No, it's Sorry. fine. I was just gonna make a joke. Probably bad. Oh. <laughs> Andre, why don't you do more public scholarship kind of stuff? Why don't you? I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> right, right. Why don't you uh, do a guest post? So <laughs> once. Once upon a time, I had tenure. I no longer have tenure. I need yeah. to get tenure again. Writing public posts does not allow me to do the work I need to do to get tenure. Mm-hmm. I'll see y'all in 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a note on my calendar. What month do you think? You do what you got to do. As soon as the provost says yes or yeah, whatever happens. <laughs> I, I just scrolled to April 2018. I am not fucking joking. I'm putting a little event on my calendar right now. Email. Out of, yes. out of control. I love it. I love it. I would go fucking insane if I didn't like just get some of this shit out of my brain that I'm just thinking about like all the time. Like I'll just be, yeah. or, or even like if I get like a rejection or something. Like I want to. I, I need to like write an event, even if it doesn't even have anything to do with it. I may, mm-hmm. you know, get like a rejection. I'm like, okay, well, fuck y'all. Let me go listen to some Jake and I'll write like a. Like a cool post, like about J. Cole or something. Like I don't know, it's, it's therapeutic you, for me. You picked the least angry rapper ever to to get therapeutic. I know, I, right? <laughs> he he helps me. J. Cole, let like, her have her chill. Pour him warm milk on a scab or something <laughs> She's like. Drinking that. water. <laughs> She's high on life. Right, in the least but, angry rapper. J. Cole, I support you. You mentioned smooth. you mentioned earlier our Facebook group S four. Uh, yeah. Kishana. And so I have outlets like that to channel my rage, but I also use, so we have a Facebook group that we're part of that uh, basically is set up for catharsis and yeah. fuckery. 
Um, but I also use it to deposit snippets of stuff that I'm interested in or that I came across and I'm writing. And so it serves both purposes for me. Yeah, absolutely. Because Shana, yeah. I will say that I put a piece of uh, a paragraph that I wrote there because Shana's like, that's all right, but it sounds kind of constipated. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 let me go fix this shit right quick. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Mm-mm. I can't have the homie saying I'm stuck up on something. <laughs> but it's important. We need that. We need that. And especially as, you know, scholars of color, as women, as women of color, you know, the things that we endure and have to go through, like in academia, with students, with administrators, like all this stuff, we need a place to, to vent. You know, and especially I just want to say real quick, too, that I'm here for fuckery and shenanigans. <laughs> if ever you need a compatriot. <laughs> Word. <laughs> gotcha. I love it. I love writing it. Writing this down. Writing this down right now. I have a. Don't worry. I've already friended you on every network ever, so uh, I will know if you shun me. <laughs> <laughs> You're on my calendar. Email Andre Brock. April thirteenth. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Right. Lemonade. <laughs> Lemonade, bitches. Lemonade. <laughs> Okay, so here was the funny thing. Okay, speaking of lemonade, Ooh. right? So, so yesterday when we yesterday when we blocked all the thorough, <laughs> it was so good. We um, we put the entire lemonade album on loop Ooh. and directed it at them mm. <laughs> from Shut eight up. o'clock in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon. No, yeah, it was good. <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't part partaking of my lemonade yet, and I will. No. I shall. Oh, you know what? Nope. 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 I didn't. I didn't see formation until two months ago. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Can I have my Delizel card yet? <laughs> I'm like all plugged in. Delizel. I'm laughing at you. Call I'm like, who the fuck is Rachel DeLiesel? I don't care about her name. She's not her actual humanness, not even on my fucking radar. Mm. But I heard she's writing a book on race, isn't she? Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I sent a message to Sam. I sent her the article, and I was like, so does this mean that I can write a book on race? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, who you is, can. Who is From, a famous guy who put a black uh, shoe polish on his face and went down south? There's a whole book about that. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, what's his name? I cannot remember on purpose. Shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bottle of wine has diminished dramatically, so I'm just warning you now. You're a mess. You're a mess. What's, oh, what's going on 1030? I'm sorry. What, what's going on? Gaming culture today, Andre. What's your, what's your take on the state of gaming culture? Mm. Mm. With developers, audiences, graphics, what you want. However, you want to define your choice. Things. We don't we don't put a boundary. That's right. Um, okay, so I, I'll say this: as a forty-eight-year-old media scholar, I'm really sick of gamers complaining that everything is the same and nothing is new or innovative. Because when people make innovative shit, the motherfuckers don't buy it. The, the, yes, <laughs> so much innovative shit happening. Uh, and I, I'm not even I'm not even talking about Twine or. Or uh, what's the other one? I, the IO, yeah. um, mm-hmm. or, or the other uh, game jams or RPG. I'm not even talking about that stuff. I'm talking about AAA stuff that yeah, people try cool to do. Yeah, there's cool shit going on all the time. And they they bail out on it every chance they get. And so I'm really tired of that. They, um, 
the they want to shit all over it, and it just makes me so damn mad. Right. Because listen, I I may be a hater, but I I have good solid reasons for my hate. I can back that shit up. I got citations, but but that doesn't mean that at every every chance I have, I'm not in there with like a controller in my hand or in here like scrolling through Steam, adding 400 games to my wish list, um, because I don't get paid enough for hmm. do. Uh. I don't have to love every aspect of a game to have a hell of a lot of fun with it. Right. But the game I've been playing nonstop um, until this past week is The Flame and the Flood, and it's buggy as hell. Mm -hmm. I don't care. It's so good. I don't care. It's really buggy, but it's so good. Yeah. Agreed. I actually paid real money for that game. Me too. No, wait, no, I didn't. Sam paid real money for me. (laughs) Thank you, Sam. I wrote about it a lot, though. (laughs) I bring all the traffic to the yard. (laughs) Yeah, I get treated. I love you, Sam. I love it. I love it. If something happens to you, we'll take your child. <laughs> so I have a question. For if something happened to me, you about to go after a motherfucker. What you better do? I will. <laughs> but at the same time, we'll also take your child. Ask your question. What's up? I'm sorry. Um. So where do y'all stand on gaming culture these days? Apart from the GamerGate and whatever residual diarrhea is left after that moment. Um. Ooh. But just in terms of the ways that gaming culture. Uh, I'm particularly interested in representations of women and women of color in games. Uh, I'm I'm gonna sit and y'all go ahead because we'll be here until midnight. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish there were um, one of my issues. I think I've kind of gotten in a lot of my work and a lot of like what I see. I've kind of like gotten beyond like representations, you know. Um, cause I feel like in order for, for us to really have like a meaningful com- conversation, even about representations, we really have to talk about like folks who are at the table. You know, so we really have to think about like, like we got to really transform, you know, the, the creation spaces, the production spaces, you know, we really have to think about what those spaces look like for the people who are trying to create these alternate realities, this, you know, you know, change in the narrative, um, so I, I think it's really important before we even start there, you know, we have to we have to make sure that, you know, we're, we're there or we create a brand new table for us and that, you know, we start like producing even like our own stuff. And um, it, and also I'm even thinking about even in academia, you know, whenever I look at a lot, a lot of these curriculums, like in for game development, like in you know games criticism or whatever, you know, it's still it's not inclusive, you know, so. I think even before we reach a point where we can even talk about representations, we have to think about what are we equipping these folks with who are creating these things for us, you know? So mm-hmm. I think I've, I've just taken like a pause in my, in my, in my work on representations and just trying to figure out, you know, how we can have like a more transformative reality, even in, in gaming holistically, you know, not just at games, but looking at the gamers, game developers, you know, academia, mm-hmm. you know, all that. So that's, that's kind of where, where I, I'm at. I, I lied. I want to weigh in as a, like a dovetail. I'm gonna grab your coattails. Um, grab them, girl. I am about to. Uh, so, little, little shout out for me. And in case anybody who works for GLS is listening, please accept my well played. Um, I just mm. submitted a proposal for a well played for GLS, and I'm adapting this too for an article for submission somewhere. Somebody publish it, please. Um, I need a job someday. I got children. Um, 
about the game State of Decay and mm. how it's a really excellent model, I think, for other developers to follow for several reasons. Not that there aren't some problems with the game. I mean, no game is perfect. But you have a, a very diverse cast of characters in terms of, like, body types, race, mm -hmm. who the people are in themselves, like the women in commanding positions, uh, female soldiers just badass bitches rolling through chopping zombies up like it ain't oh, a thing. Um, fucking black man, you can take all the way to the end of the game. When does that ever happen? Well, uh, that's what's up. Disabled characters. I mean, like, a, a character is a former sex worker. But why that happened, and this is why I wanted to come in after Kishana, is because if you look at the people who worked on that game, mm. there is a lot of diversity okay. behind it. And not, not just like, oh, we, you know, because I know you said outside of the gamer game, but the bros, we'll say, who mm. hate SJWs, want to talk about, oh, we have to have tokens, we have to have one of everything on the development team. It's not no. the case. You need some people who are sensitive to identities other than their own. Yeah. And this is a team, we've talked to many of the members of this team, who set out to, to ask themselves, how can we make an apocalypse that's real? Hmm. That reflects mm -hmm. real people. And they did that shit in a fucking four gigabyte game, and I think that is goddamn impressive. That is impressive. And more studios need to follow that kind of model. Mm. Not just how can we shoehorn in another brown-haired dude, white dude with stubble into saving the fucking day, but thinking about like what the world looks like yeah. for the people who are in it. Whatever that world is that you're developing, who lives there? Because mm. it's not just white dudes with brown hair and stubble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I haven't even heard of this game. It's so good. I have, yeah, uh, my colleague Christian Sandvik loves this game as well. It, so. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think that there needs to be a space where we talk about the zombie uh, genre and what it says about race and ethnicity in a, in a postmodern yes. world. But, oh, I, mean, yes. I guess y'all trying to kick me off because it's like 1040 inch. No, let's. No, 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 no. No, I'm good. Let's, I was I'd the one complaining because I got paper story, but now I'm, I'm, I drank a lot of wine, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she write um, no papers tonight anyway. <laughs> right. I mean, I could, but I don't know. Go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, I guess. will say it's not um, as inclusive as State of Decay, but I really enjoyed my time with Dying Light, mm, mm. Uh, which is PS4. And one of the things that was interesting, although the bros complained about it, is that it went all in on a Middle Eastern slash Turkish culture. It did. But mm. who do you um, play as? Uh, Crane, do I have a other choice? And who is he? Uh, he's a white bro who you never <laughs> get to see. Um, which but I, the American which, white dude who comes in to save the day. Agree, which is problematic. But mm -hmm. even given his status, the ways in which they fully realized the side mm -hmm. missions and the world was impressive to me. Like I've been, I've played enough white dudes in, in horribly <laughs> realized worlds. Uh, Adam Jensen uh, and. <laughs> And so having a world to play like play in like that was still yeah. kind of fun for me. That's a that game is a mm, it's a weird experience because it both creates this like vast world, but also there's some moments where it veers off into some very severe stereotypes, and then it comes mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. Like it's very strange. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like they maybe argued a lot in the writers' room. 
I bet they did. <laughs> I, I bet they did. <laughs> what we what we have is compromise. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, uh, I'm going to play that one. One of my favorite side missions is for a set of twins who are obviously non-white, but they're, I guess, Turkish or Middle Eastern, and they talk so badly about Crane every time they see him. They call him all kinds of monkeys and question his intelligence, his parentage, <laughs> everything they can question about him. And that's usually you never see the protagonist, the bro protagonist, get shit like that, and they give him shit the entire time. Oh. And so, yeah, they play with things. Like, they're not fully free of the structure, but they play with it in ways that I found, like, yeah. okay, I can see this. Right. Though, I will say that that game makes me very angry. What and game I'm doesn't about this make link, you Dying angry. Light, because <laughs> on the Xbox, the goddamn jump button in a parkour game is on the fucking right bumper. It's, on, it's, it's, it's the same way on the PS4. Boy. Why? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You know what it is? It, it, it takes a while to get used to, especially after playing Assassin's Creed. But after a while, when you yeah, think of it as... <laughs> but because I lo I like parkour games, right? And so I would say that's actually the best parkour game, even with that button mapped to the right. It is a really button. good game. It's a really good parkour game. It forces you to look up to do the yes. motions that you need to do, and I don't think you would do that if it was on the face buttons. I don't. I just don't think so. I mm, uh, we won't have to agree to disagree because I like you and I know <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> but I just think because and think of it this way. I have small hands, mm -hmm. okay? So for me, that button is very uncomfortable for extended play sessions. I can see that. Uh, so so and, you're saying and, your body is telling you not to play video games for eight hours at a time? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> okay, just check. But, but also, I mean, we have muscle memory, right? Yes. And my hands yeah. tell me that the goddamn A button is the jump button. Amen. Yeah. You need Especially, an elite controller. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. Mm. Sam, you know, I do so much work for the blog. <laughs> Good luck with that. Right. I'm always trying all day long. Right. I've got, I've got an overall, I guess, criticism of, like, the zombie, you know, apocalypse kind of genre. Hmm. Um, to me, you know, I was kind of discussing it. I don't know, maybe like a... A year ago, I think, you know, I had, like, uh, did, like, a post on the in media res, you know, thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, people, everybody gave me, like, an example of, uh, when they gave me examples of diversity, it gave me, like, everything came from, like, the, the zombie, you know, genre. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I guess I was kind of disturbed. I was like, you know, why is it when, you know, all hell has broken loose, the world has gone to shit. That's the only time it's okay. Right. I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's bring these color folks in and save us, you know, now, you know. So I guess, you know, I just had, I don't know, I have like a problem of like. Don't worry, they still kill off the colored folks in most places <laughs> in the game. So, you know what, we had a really interesting revelation in class not long ago, Sam. I don't remember if you were, if that was the day you were gone or. No, I was there. When we realized that in most of these games, yeah. um, the zombies are white. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except Resident Evil and Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because like we noticed that there weren't, we didn't, we couldn't, we didn't see. We'll have to go back and, and look again. We didn't see any uh, non-white zombies in State of Decay, and that was like our one criticism. All of the special zombies in Left 4 Dead are based on white character models and like some real trashy white folks too, um, which is its own problem. 
But like we were just going through all these different games, going, "Oh my god, all the zombies are white!" Like they just didn't think about. They're like, "Okay, well, we made our characters diverse, but all the dead folks you fight, we just made them all the same." Hmm. They didn't think about it. And even thinking about it like that, because I didn't realize that zombie culture was rooted in you know African, you know, black culture anyway. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even realize that. Um, uh, but but you know, I'm not mad that you know I'm not a zombie. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I'm good on that. I feel like that is definitely a symptom of largely white development teams. Oh. Because they just don't look. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm thinking. Because there are a lot of uh, zombie Japanese games games developers as well. And so where does that fit? Yeah, I was just... Well, you know, I mean, there's... Yeah. Yeah. Where where does that fit? That's a pretty easy one, right? Mm -hmm. They don't put color folks in their games nowhere. Mm-hmm. Unless you count, like, Saj or, um, yeah. what's his name from Final Fantasy VIII? Right. Got- <laughs> we had somebody on, I don't remember, mm-hmm. that was for the the Flame and the Flood, right? Where they said that they had done some work for a, a game and they were porting it to China and mm-hmm. maybe Japan. And they requested that they took out the, all the black people. Yep. Took out all the black people from character creation. Hmm. Oh my, really? Yeah. Because yep. we were talking about character creation. Mm-hmm. And they, they specifically requested that they restrict the color palette on the character creators. They just really want it. lighter skin tones. Yeah, because they, they, they didn't want brown or black people. Okay. Right. It's one of the things I try to touch on in the Resident Evil article. It actually, most of it got cut, but the ways in in which Japan has a complicated relationship to whiteness and anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, yeah. yeah, I don't, I, I, I try not to call it racism. I try, just leave it at anti-blackness, but it's hard. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, I think complicated is is really a, a good way to frame that because there's so much historical baggage, mm-hmm. and then there's, I don't know, it's it's a very there's it's there's a rabbit hole. Well, God bless you, because, you know, it's hard for me not to call it racism. I mean, when we look at not only the games, but look at the way black folks are even represented in not Mm -hmm. just pop culture, but even in, like, little tchotchkes. Like, you can, Mm -hmm. like, in in Japanese shops go in and see, like, these little Angemama characters and these Mm -hmm. little Fambo characters and little figurines. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean... That shit is it's it's hard not to call that racism, right? Yeah, yeah. The other thing that's of interest to me for gaming culture is this push for higher graphical fidelity. So I just saw an article come up in my um, feeds uh, talking about how now Xbox is selling bundles with 4K TVs. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and when you have to go that high for a level of graphical realism, what does it do to the types of characters you can put into games? Yeah. yeah. Well, shit, they can't even make cameras that can photograph black people still. So I mean, <laughs> 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 this is true. I mean, the 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 new Connect is better. The the Connect on the 360. I swear to God, that 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 damn Connect never saw my ass. <laughs> Sam, yeah. turn on your little images on your your Google. <laughs> we not. tried to put her, we tried to put hats on on her and shit one day. Not happening. It was like a floating pair of glasses and a crown. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was real bad. Happened. I'm too dark. They, the, none of the cameras see me. 
right? I was in the um at the on our campus. We our gaming institute has like some really cool like motion sensor kind of technology, mm-hmm. and I was in it, and it couldn't read me. And I was like, yeah. well, we don't know what's going on. And if you can't read you, mm-hmm. I know what's going on. I know. But, <laughs> but it's because, but it's because I had a bigger body. They didn't. I don't think it could. It couldn't capture all this beautifulness and all this awesomeness. Because <laughs> I, I was fat. It couldn't capture fat people. And I kept. I was like, I think it's because I'm too big. And they were so embarrassed. I think I was embarrassed. And they were like, No, no, it's not it. We'll fix it. I was like, It's okay. It's just it's used to capturing little people. It's made for little people. So I'm telling you, y'all, this 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 technology is racist, sexist, fattest, all that stuff. It don't like us, y'all. So internet researchers was in Seattle maybe five or six years ago, yes. and Microsoft made the mistake of giving us a tour of their campus, and they mm-hmm. trotted out Connect. And this was right after the <laughs> HP, the people did the HP video where the HP camera couldn't detect the black people. So my dumbass jumped up and said, "Hey, I heard your camera can't detect black people," and the guy got very very irate. He's like, the camera does not depend on optical images alone. It also has an infrared sensor. I said, well, if that's the case, doesn't darker skin reflect less heat? So then how is it picking up? <laughs> He's like, well, this ne- next question. Like, <laughs> hey, shut your black ass up. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, and so they, they know it's a problem, but that we're not yeah. the demographic that they want to worry about. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the beauty of, you know, something that I, I will be talking about a whole lot. Like, I think um, the sports games have really done a good job at capturing blackness. And I mean, like, the oh essence God. of But why we got to have the sports games to do that, though? Yeah. Right. What the right. fuck? But you had to think about who are the people that are behind the scenes creating it. I mean, I don't know who they are. It's something that would be good like to look up. But eat, body, swag. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dre. Which black bodies are they invested in creating? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're we right. did a whole thing on this in the Invisibility Blues. We looked specifically at, like, facial hair across these games. Like, sometimes you could give, like, some very limited, quote-unquote, black hair. But then the beards would just be, like, these luxurious white dude beards, mm-hmm. except in the sports games. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking about that. hairstyles. Like, I remember I had, um, you know, I did a project with some... You know, some black boys, you know, some black youth or whatever, and they were, they were like, you know, this is the only game where I can actually create a character that's that's me, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I thought I thought that was cool, and you know, so I want to make sure, you know, that 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 one of those things that needs to be written about, you know, in detail. That's but think of, of the projects. think of the asset pool that they have for those sports games that they don't yeah. have for any other game, right? Yeah. So if they're trying to model all 200 NBA players, including the one who rise upon what. All 72 games mm-hmm. and their facial hair that gives them a lot more options, yeah, as opposed absolutely. to skin tone. And so, it's something like um, Skyrim it, or <laughs> or other games, mm-hmm. they're just not going to give you those options. I remember what was that one developer saying he couldn't put females in his military game because uh, it was too difficult to model the female body. Oh, yes, what, um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And well, they did that with the, they did that with Assassin's Creed, too. Oh, uh, yeah, we said that. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're so hysterical that we're just really difficult. <laughs> we just walk around just jerking all over the fucking place. I'm a lady part, hysterical man. On fuck. Your, your lady parts make you walk funny. <laughs> Um, so I do have one comment, and Sarah, don't you tell Sarah that I said this, Kishana? But I want to, I want to push back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think ownership of the game development tools will make better games that are culturally competent. 
right? Every once in a while, you'll get a few, like the one about the Inuit people. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Or the one that's supposedly coming out the with the African um, that's based on, I think it's Yoruba or uh, Ifu, Ifa. Um, Was that the one that's based out of Detroit? Uh, that's that's another one. Um, no, there's a group uh, a group of African developers. I think they're from Sierra Leone or something mm-hmm. like that, and they're putting mm-hmm. out a game, right? But those yeah. are few and far between. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah. I would much rather have developers trained in cultural competence than I would in waiting on black developers to get through the computer engineering, the software mm-hmm. programming, the graphic design pipelines. And the hostility associated with all that, too. Right. Or otherwise you get shit like Second Son, Mm-hmm. Right, which is which you know is supposed to be leave Delson to... out of this. <laughs> I I got to right because it was like okay they were like so we're not really gonna talk to the natives and, and bring and bring like actual indigenous folks and indigenous culture into because this. why would you do that really we we're gonna set it in their hood <laughs> and you say imagery but we are gonna change one letter in the tribe name. And make that shit up, oh so we don't have to talk to them. You right? guys, I just want to say that um, yeah. for the past year, including last summer, I've been teaching solely in the College of Technology at Purdue Polytechnic. Mm-hmm. Including last summer, I did a camp with uh, underrepresented students, incoming mm-hmm. students, and uh, man, the the women and the students of color. Coming in versus the white kids who are studying technology, like there is such a fucking difference in the way that people think of themselves and the mm-hmm. way others think of them. It fucking hurts me. We have got to fix a lot of shit. Yeah. 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 It is Which, yeah. 2016 and we are fucking these kids over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're saying you want brown kids to be subjected to crunch and insane layoffs after every project is done? I'm just yeah. checking. No. <laughs> I want them to not doubt themselves. Oh, good sure. luck with that. Yeah, That's I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I always say just try to get them where they live. Um, although yeah. I've, I've seen programs where they send a truck full of uh, audiovisual equipment around so that kids can make their own beats. I'm not necessarily a fan of that. Mm, yeah. Um, right. But there, there are ways in which you can set up programming tools that will work on smartphones and other yeah. mobile devices that I mm-hmm. think, um, although kids hate hate them here, uh, I think Twine is a really good platform for game development. Yeah. Even though it's, yeah. a, it's just a text simulator. I mean, it's an interactive branching text thing, but yeah. it's a start. Exploder, Exploder is pretty good. Ooh. What's that? Tell me, tell me, tell me. It's um, S-P-L-O-D-E-R. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. My, my students responded to it. It was a majority of my students aren't in, you know, game development. They don't they, they don't have the tech savvy, like, to make mm-hmm. games. So I use, you know, things like Twine, Floater, you know. I, mean, I kind of introduce them to, like, you know, like, things like Game Maker or Unity. But, th- mm-hmm. but they, they don't have the skill set to really, you know, do to do a, a lot of that. Um, but they, they've responded well to, to, to Twine and Sploder. So I've, I use those. Yeah. And I think it's really important, you know, with the stuff that I do, especially with you know, the youth of color, you know, the little group that I work with, uh, them telling their stories, I mean, the stories are powerful. Swan is, is a beautiful tool to be able to, you know, kind of tell, like, some of those stories. It's, it's really cool. It really okay. is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm pushing. Um, so wait, let me ask. I'm just going to throw characters out, and I need to hear reactions. So since we started talking about Second Son, uh, <laughs> Fetch? No, nothing for Fetch? Mm, I didn't nothing. play. I didn't play any Infamous, so. <laughs> um, uh, Nylon from Remember Me? <sighs> mm, mm, <laughs> mm. I, mm. You don't mm. like that game. I... Wait a minute. I'm sorry. We got to go back to Fetch. I didn't know what her name was. That's the girl with the purple purple glow, mm-hmm. ain't it? Mm-hmm. Yo, she's all that. I love her. My kids love her. Yeah, I don't understand how the same team that made the plot around Delson actually came up with a good plot for Fetch. Like, that was just weird. Right. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so my bad. For, so I, I had to Google. I was like, who the fuck is Fetch? Mm. Yeah, yeah, love her. My bad. Go ahead. Back to Remember Me. I'm sorry. Okay, so here's my thing about Don't Nod in general. <laughs> I, I want. Have, I have not played Life is Strange. No spoilers. Talk about some a feelings parade. Mm. Um, and that's how I feel about Remember Me. Like I played, I played some of Remember Me, and I wanted to like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, after about ten hours of staring at Homegirl's ass. I'm sorry. Is that a is that a problem? Um, <laughs> listen, I like I like ass. I like really nice ass, but. I have a real issue with the difference in presentation of asses in particular. That's some shit I've written about at length. Mm. Um, I'm tired of seeing lady ass and having man ass strategically covered constantly. Um, And it really, it makes me so angry that I can't enjoy even a good game. Mm. Okay, let let me say this. I'm tired of seeing lady ass set out specifically for the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Like, it can exist, but I'm tired of it existing just as, like, a carrot to make dudes play. So yeah. you mean, like, any game by Vanillaware? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, I feel you on that one. Uh, I'm tired of looking at white boy ass too. Although I'm waiting for Uncharted Four to come out. Wow. Okay, I got war. Don't you get <laughs> see? They they tried to lynch my ass on the uh, internet about that game. Wow, Ooh, what you said actually? <laughs> yeah. What you what you say? I got all kinds of problems with giving us a black female character and then specifically voicing her. With a white voice actress, without trying to find, I mean, especially when you start considering context, you have a black South African character. No, there's not any South African voice actresses, Sam. God damn. Mm. You know, and this is what people on the internet try to argue with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there's because when you start talking about depth of character. I mean, and we've, we've, we've had a lot of voice actors on lately for interviews, and they've talked about, I mean, and they've had, talked about, like, how they bring, like, and racially diverse voice actors, voice mm-hmm. actors of color. And we've talked about how it lends a, an element of authenticity to a Agreed. character. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? What's a boy's name? Dave? He's really good at that. I mean, so to 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 say specifically, look, we found this white woman because you know, hey, she walked in and we liked her. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, you gotta put more work in it than that. Yeah, it's it's like it makes it so much easier for them because 
They no longer have to worry about what they look like on screen. They can fucking use any white woman they feel like as long as she sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if they don't throw it back on the voice casting uh, director yeah. and say, hey, that wasn't us. That was them. They, we didn't have anything to do with that. Like, right. Really? Yeah. 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 And I find that so problematic because, like I said, you know, there's, there's, there is, you know, because I don't know. You know, when you see a, a black female character interacting with Nathan Drake of all fucking people. Right. The as a black woman, ever. I'm pretty sure if I was a black woman in a video game, all I would want to do would be to punch Nathan Drake's fucking face over and over and over again. Over and over and over. You know what? Can I just say this is like a shorthand version of like all the answers to your questions? Mm-hmm. I fucking love games. I've been playing games for 30 years. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm old as fuck. I'm the oldest grad student around. Um, mm, probably not. No. I'm, but it makes me feel better to say it. Um, <laughs> But games also are the thing that infuriate me the most. Mm-hmm. And I want games to be better, and I'm so tired of being told that because I criticize a game, I don't love it. Fuck that. Fuck, right. fuck everybody. The only reason I spend all my time doing this shit is because I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm Absolutely. older than you. Mm. <laughs> I'm older than you, damn it. And, <laughs> and seriously, when it, when you think about it, okay, see, see, Andre, you understand, you you in the same boat with me because we're 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 similar in age. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I think about the first time I played games, right, the first time I played games would have been in like seriously in like 1976, mm-hmm. right, when we got those little handheld ColecoVisions, mm-hmm. right, and they were all sports games. Right, so and right. It, and it, it was hard as hell to get those as a girl back then. Anyway, the only reason I got them is because my, all my boy cousins had them, yeah. And we wanted to play together, so they were like, "I right, give her one too." Right, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, so to to be constantly on the outside of games, mm-hmm. right, from 1976 to fucking 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a long fucking time to be, like, outside. I will tell you, too, I'm pretty sure that the only reason I got into games as early as I did is because my father treated me as though I were a boy. Hmm. He dressed me like a boy. He talked to me like I was a boy. I was a boy in his eyes. Mm-hmm. I was a real foul-mouthed young boy. <laughs> <laughs> and you still a foul-mouthed. You know what? <laughs> Shut your fucking ass. <laughs> But I mean, I, I I feel exactly the same as you do, and I say this a lot. Every time I tell my students what I do, I get the same reaction. No matter how old my students are, no matter how they feel about me, there's this moment where their eyes like shift, and they they say, look at me, and they say, "Well, what's your favorite game?" Oh my god, yeah. Oh my gosh. You got to do the the test, yeah. Yeah, oh, right. I hate the fucking test. The, the gamer girl test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate I'm, uh, I'm skyping with a friend's high school class next week, and I'm going to get the test. Go ahead, Sam. The sad part about it is that I have a daughter who's seven, mm-hmm. and she already gets tested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's seven. Mm-hmm. That's right. I got a son who's seven, and I beat him if I hear he's testing folks. Not, I don't actually beat my son. Don't come and take him away. We have some serious discussions. <laughs> I mean, she, she, she gets, she gets, she gets the. You don't play games. 
girls don't play games. Yeah. You know, and and she comes home and she's like, Mama, why don't people think I play games? Why don't people think I'm telling the truth when I tell them you teach games? Mm. Why don't she doesn't? I mean, she doesn't understand. Yeah. How do you fucking explain that? Oh my it's god, I, so, I try so hard. Really fucking yeah. hard. Yeah, because our our yeah. kids are in the same class, right? Mm. They're they're friends. They don't even fight as much as they used to. So I feel like <laughs> that's a plus. I love it. I um, noticed. Um, sorry, Alicia, I'm no, my bad. I'm, I'm just I'm just complaining. Right. I noticed I don't get as mad. Like when whenever students find out what I do, right? There's like this really, there's this moment of shock and horror, really, like from white students. Mm. But like the, my, so black students and white students, you know, they'll say the same thing, but there, there's something different in how they're saying it. Mm. For my black students, it's really like, it's shock and awe. But for white students, it's 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 not. It's like you know, I have to go through like this process of all this, you know, trying to authenticate myself, make sure I'm actually valid. My black students think it's like super dope. They'll ask the same question, like, what? You're a gamer? Really? And then they're like amazed that, you know, that I've done all this stuff. So I don't I, I don't get as mad and that may be problematic, but I don't get as mad hmm. because my black students are really looking at me as like, oh my gosh, this black lady is like super dope and she's my teacher right now. The Wait, white you got black like, students? I do have black students. <laughs> 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 I mean, you're in men. Bruh. <laughs> I do. I have like one of like this is the majority in this class is the first time ever like all, the students of color just flock to my classes. I think that's beautiful, you know. So mm-hmm. my the majority of my my classes there are um have black black girls, black boys, Middle Eastern students, you know, our international student well, population. Send some my way because I'm getting mm-hmm. it right. And very few white kids mm-hmm. in in this class. It's, it's beautiful. So the class dynamic is totally different. It's beautiful. I'm, I love I'm it. I'm so jealous right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> I'm jealous and I'm white as hell. <laughs> but again, it's it's such a weird thing. And even some of my white white students remarked early on. They said they've never seen this many people of color. One of them said, "Colored people." <laughs> well, you are in Kentucky, yeah, right. right? So I can't and, even get mad. No point right? to be mad about that. That's where you at. <laughs> I can't get mad. Listen, I've never seen this many colored people before. I was like, it's kind of cool, isn't it? I was like, oh my gosh. Don't say nothing else. Don't get your right. ass beat in this class today, please. <laughs> Apropos of nothing, one of my favorite things to do in my classes is to choose like highly controversial things for examples of whatever we're talking about and just treat that shit like it's normal. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, so today we're going to talk about like racial discrepancies with standardized testing and some here are some of the issues and they just listen because it's the example and yeah. I'll just find ways to shove that shit in there. <laughs> I'm like y'all gonna listen because I'm like y'all gonna hear today, right? God, God mm-hmm. bless y'all. I can't do nothing like that. Well, oh, child, don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't. Uh, do it. I got two more for y'all. Okay, do it. Riley, left behind. And Clementine, gotta ask about Clem. Mm. I'll speak on Clem. No, uh, we can all speak on Clem because because I got problems with that one. But go ahead. I do too. Can we just skip to Clem? Oh, these yeah, were the, the wait, wait, oh, the, but wait a minute. This was this was the um the controversy, the kissing controversy, right? Mm-hmm. I remember reading about this. These um. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, okay, I have again. I haven't played it. I need to play it. Mm-hmm. My bad. Okay, go on to go on to Clem. I have a lot of complex feelings about The Last of Us in general, and the fact that it was talked up as like the most amazing find the triangle game ever. Yeah. Um. So I don't think that The Last of Us in general, in 
any aspect is this amazing milestone in gaming. Just say how you feel. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> don't worry. I don't. I don't pull any punches. Um, when people are like throwing out like it's the Citizen Kane of gaming, I'm like, listen. <laughs> those are big fucking words. That's right. <laughs> and I don't think they mean what you think they mean. That shit is inconceivable. Um, the Last of Us was interesting in its attempts to depict a lot of different characters in the same way that State of Decay does quite effortlessly. Um, but it always felt like attempts. Mm. Like, hang on, guys. We've got some black people. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, guys. We've got a woman who's tough. We're going to kill her real fast. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Hang on, y'all. We got a gay dude, but we're gonna make it like real fucked up. Um, and it, it I, felt like I like the fact yeah. that he wasn't a magical gay dude. No, I do too. And he wasn't like a standard gay dude either. Also, no, I really love the guy who portrayed him. Mm. He's great, and he should have all the roles. But at the same time, it also felt like, how can we make this more interesting? Oh, we'll tack on some penis. Mm. But that's because I have a lot of strong feelings about that game and the way it was treated and how many passes it was given. Mm -hmm. So I understand that I may be biased in that sense. However, in terms of The Walking Dead, (laughs) which I have written about extensively, Mm -hmm. um, I have. Listen, for you, for you, (sighs) Clem is, is... Interesting. The whole the whole world is is fascinating because in the show, in the comics, and everything, they do make some very strong attempts toward diversity. I think the show is. I mean, the the games are maybe the most successful in that. The games are the most successful. Kirkman yeah. is not good at writing black characters. No, I mean, he named somebody not. named Tyrese. I know. R-E-E. Like, come on, son. He did try. God bless him. on Tyrese. He tried so hard. And then they had fucking Coach from Left 4 Dead play his ass in the show, and I loved it. I cried. I cried through the whole episode when he died. It was like, Tyrese, no, don't leave me. Um, (laughs) But Clem and her ambiguous brownness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the the biggest problem. That is. I I thought Clem was white. Wait. Say why it's a problem. Because it's let's make this one character who will appeal to all the peoples. You can pretend she's whatever the fuck you want her to be. Which to me made it more compelling when the reveal showed that her parents were of color. It made it a, more compelling to you? Yes. In part because I grew up in Louisiana. Okay. And yeah. lots of people look like that in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so and I, mean, I, I grew up in Arkansas, so I'm well, just see, Arkansas right is different. Arkansas Ar- 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 is different. Ar- Ar- Arkansas Bible Belt. Like that's a different that, that's mm-hmm. a different way of thinking altogether. Um, but I will say that in, across my classes, whenever I do have brown students in, and I talk about the game. So the game is when you see people who are look like you on the street, and you try to figure out if they're in your clan or your mm-hmm. or your clay, right? And so Clementine added a little bit of uh, energy to me because I kept trying to figure out what she was. Like I knew she was mixed something. But it wasn't ever clear, both due to the art style and the way they kind of hit it. Yeah. Through the yeah. So that made her interesting to me because she wasn't tragic, one. She was just a little girl, but she mm-hmm. happened to be of color, which I was like, okay, y'all y'all went there. Let's see how y'all pulled this off. No. Okay, can I yeah, – see, mm-hmm. I, I, and I don't know why – I don't know why she's trying to say it, no, but, but I got to know on that too. 
<laughs> I also have a no on that. And I, I think it's more problematic for me because it is that ambiguous brownness that we get in other characters like Jade. Mm, I knew Jade was coming. You know mm-hmm. Jade, Jade is always coming. We're talking about ambiguous brownness. Jade right. is the reference. She's the yeah. full stop period yeah. end of the sentence. She's, right. the, Miss, she's the Miss Japan of the stop. Yes. <laughs> so yes. They become these characters that that everybody can claim. Yeah. But nobody yeah. has to take blame for. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I can. We can claim her as ours, but the game developers don't say. Don't have to say. Yeah, we take the blame for making another black character. And that's mm-hmm. what old dude said about Jade too. I remember he was like, didn't he like say, no, I didn't make her as black? Didn't he say that? She's not. Yeah, black. but he's yeah. he's he's from Canada. They confuse. <laughs> <laughs> and and on that, I mean, here's the the problem with trying to make the all things for all people character mm-hmm. is that. When you try to please everybody, mm-hmm. you don't please anybody. So you so, try to make a character who is of color but don't really look it, yeah. who gets shepherded by the intelligent black guy who also was in the prison. Wait, 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 tell me another game where two – let's do the Bechdel test. You never – I did that. I did that shit. I did the Bechdel <laughs> test on The Walking Dead. <laughs> I have been there. I put a flag please, in it. Please give me a game where two characters of color had that much interaction. Fuck never. Yeah. yeah. So even State if it's not a perfect representation, no, because I would argue State of Decay is not a narrative game in the same ways that Walking Dead or even Last of Us is. That's true. Right. So yeah. it's not a perfect representation, but I, no, I, was, but I was trying to figure out that pitch meeting. Like, we're going to make a game based on The Walking Dead. Great. And the main character is gonna be black. Wait, what? Yeah, and he's gonna say, <laughs> "Andy gonna say a black." And he's not gonna be a convict. He's gonna be a professor. Huh? Like that was science fiction almost. <laughs> but the moment when he has to decide whether or not to tell people that he was a convict hurt right. me, my yes. soul. Uh, why, tell me why. Because I'm like, I know what the game wants me to do. Hmm. And I also know what, like, if if I were, because, you know, I mean, look look around. I'm surrounded by black folks. I have some, some idea. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I've traveled with Sam. I have some idea. <laughs> Sam and her white child. Right. right. Um, Ma'am, are you okay? Like, <laughs> no, no, okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. I got to tell the story. I got to tell the story. I so, have my own will. And I, and I warned her. I warned her because she was, she was, she was, we were driving up to Michigan. We were going up to Detroit, and I was like, okay, so here's what happens <laughs> whenever yeah. we walk into somewhere. I'm like, mm-hmm. people look at us funny, and then as soon as I turn my back, they call the police. Yeah. What? And, I, and we, were, we had to stop because he had to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and we were not in a big city, and we were in, we, but we were in Michigan. I'm a Michigander. I know that there are parts of Michigan, and if you black, you really don't want to stop unless to. you really, right. really have to. Mm-hmm. And so we stopped because P had to, because P had to go to the bathroom, and I was like, we might as well stop here. We can also get something to eat. And we were going to the bathroom, and we were we were lining up, and as we were walking into the restaurant, I. Oh, Delisha, I said. I've never seen so many fucking eyeballs in my life. I said, oh, so gosh. when I take P into the bathroom, I want you to watch. I said, and when the police come, I want you to explain to them that this is my child. 
even even on a smaller scale, like when we all go out to dinner or something, like I take my husband and my children and Sam comes and P comes, they always want to ask me stuff about P and I'm like, mm-mm, she's hers because I know they're looking at Sam and they're thinking that she's my fucking nanny. I'm like, this is my boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, if she and tells me to get down and clean the floor with my toothbrush, I'm cleaning the fucking floor with my toothbrush. Yeah. 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 Makes me very angry. So at that moment when I, embodying Lee, had to make a decision of, can I use this moment when it's like the apocalypse and my capabilities should shape me as a human, or should I, as the game wants me to, Come clean, quote unquote, about my past transgressions. <laughs> God damn it! Um, and make sure everybody knows that I'm not trying to misrepresent myself as not a thug ass black man. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor thug ass black man. So just, man, I put the controller down. I was like, I gotta take a break. So as a professor with an arrest record for uh, aggravated assault, <laughs> I really, I really felt that. I bet. Uh, that particular moment. Like, and yeah. so it's one of the things that I thought was interesting. I don't think they intended it, but the ways in which, particularly for the black middle class slash professoriate, we are mm. never that far away from the environment right. that we were in. Hells no. That's right. So to, for them to be able to put that into a game in a moment yeah. that actually affected me, I was like, hold up. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I have to give them credit for that. Even if they handled it ham handedly. Or, you know, the ways in which they, they pushed you towards making certain choices didn't feel right. The fact that that's even represented at all, it's a yes. complex moment of African-American representation yeah. that you just don't see. Like, I played um, yeah. The Suffering. I don't know if y'all remember that. Uh, mm -hmm. This uh, convict named Torque who happened to kill his family. He was black. And I, <laughs> he turned into a monster when he got angry. Right? And that's typical of my experiences with black men in games. So here oh. I have a black professor. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Who has a criminal record? Who's wow. trying to help people? Like a this crime of passion. Who then is the hero? Right. Yeah. And it's such a great complex hero. One of the best characters I think that's ever been written in games. Yes. Oh, lovely. Yes. Motherfucker cutting his own arm off, trying to save people. Fucking Lee, so good. Um, and that I think that's why I was so disappointed in the Michonne episodes because a Michonne is my favorite character in the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's some issues in the comic book, but, you know, that's different. Um, but then having this, and I only played the first episode so far because I've been like, I'm not ready for the disappointment of the last two. Okay. Um, to have her have white-ass hair, and there's no kind of suspense because you know all these characters survive, that the ones that matter. Like, it just feels so... Why am I here? And I like that they're exploring like her past and the complex emotions around her children. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate that as a mother, but it also feels very ham-handed, like you said about the Freeman of Lee. Mm. We're gonna give her a bunch of flashbacks because it makes her weak. Yeah, I have Michonne to play. It. I have not played strongest. it. Strongest. Right, she is the strongest, but she didn't get that way. It's not a part, essential part of her character. She's not a sapphire that walked out of the head of her father, kicking ass and taking names. No, right? she so, just decided to take the sword and become a badass. Then she had right. sex with a motherfucker who had a pet tiger. Right. <laughs> How many of us have done that? Yeah. Not me. Take a number that way, nobody. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm just really quiet. blown away with all these games that I have never heard of. You know? Seriously, Key? Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> Yo, y'all have to understand. Y'all have to understand. I didn't get into really like game stuff until I was in my PhD program. Like I didn't, I wasn't a gaming researcher. I didn't do any of this. I was in criminal justice. I was trying. To, I'm helping police figure out ways to put more black bodies, black and brown bodies in jail. That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I feel like I was doing. So I, I didn't get into this. Like I'm, I'm late to the game. You know, I'm late to like a lot of these things that you know I'm, I'm doing right now. So. Like this is blowing my mind. Like every time you all name like a game and stuff, like I'm, I'm it's blowing my mind. See, like the suffering. Like I want to, pl- I gotta play this. They had two of them, but the second one wasn't as good. The second okay. one was two white boys that had to escape from prison. It wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So y'all had to fill me in on all this stuff because I just I want to write about them. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I it's just not enough time. Them. Like that's the one thing I want to yeah. ask all of y'all. Like how exactly do you set up your <laughs> method? To write about games like Resident Evil, that 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 article took me mm. a long time, and mm. then it ended up being almost eighteen thousand words, and I had to cut it down to seventy five hundred. God oh, damn! Cool. So, you are my people because I write long ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're like old sibling. But I, when I went into it, I said I need to talk about the interface. I yep. need to talk about the representation, but yep. I also need to do it from a, a hermeneutic perspective. So let's look at how design has gotten into this from Japanese perspective. Let's talk about the ways in which gamers understand voodoo. And so it ended up being a lot, and then I cut out a hell of a lot to oh. to, uh, to make it into the to make it a coherent piece for the article. Can I have? Can I record that? Can I like pull that out of the podcast and play it for all of my students ever? <laughs> you have to write more to get to less. Yeah, they, they, these kids really don't understand that mm, at they all. They really don't. Because well, you think my posts are long, but I really write like twice as much. Mm-hmm. That's why. So one of my favorite exercises is getting them to write tweets because they're like, "Oh, tweeting is this banal thing. Anybody can do it." Uh, it's really easy to do. I said, great. Let's let's pick a art uh, issue that you care about: abortion, voting, something, and write me a compelling message in 140 characters. Yeah, mm. right. <laughs> and you have two oh, minutes. Wait. Go right. Yeah. <laughs> That's an like, awesome. Put on the fucking like, like, like Jeopardy theme music, and you're like, mm-hmm. go. Yep. <laughs> it's hard. It, it is yeah. hard. I write when when I was doing my uh, my fiction work, which I haven't had much time for anymore because like hashtag PhD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote flash fiction, and I mostly did under five hundred words, and that shit is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The less space you have, the so harder me, it is. Let me to try do. to tell a whole story with compelling characters in five hundred words. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just a regular jaunt through the park. So come on, spill. How y'all do this excellent work that y'all doing? Oh my, we don't sleep. Well, I know Kishana don't sleep. Like that's it. <laughs> Kishana yeah, got like eighteen jobs. Sam don't sleep. I don't sleep. Right, but last night I'm like texting her at three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay, so I made this infographic. What is it? What do you think? Am I? Do I get an A? Please give me an A. <laughs> She's awake. She's responded in like twelve seconds. <laughs> Yeah, we're both up. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go finish coding this game for the other assignment for the other class. And she's like, cool, you do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, is that, and, and, I, and, and I told Kashana this, is, this too, it's like, I was, and I tell all the grad students this, I'm like, if this is what you want to do, here's what you got to do. You got to treat playing games yeah. like reading scholarship. Mm-hmm. You got to schedule time for that shit. 
And when you sit down and say, okay, I'm, today I'm going to read a text, then you sit down and you spend, you have a four-hour block, you sit your ass down and you play the game for four hours. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would just like to state for the record that every Wednesday at 8 p.m. I have gaming time locked out, and every Saturday at 7 p.m. I have gaming time blocked out because of Sam. That's awesome that you schedule it, but my other thing is trying to take good field notes on what it is that I'm seeing as I go through. And like I have to decide, am I going to research this game or am I going to enjoy this game? And those two don't always work together. Um, they're <laughs> okay. separate things, but they're separate things, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever I play the game, you know, I just play it to play it. Like, I'm not in, like, a research mind. But a lot of times if I'm in a research mind, like, I can't be, I can't play it. I can't be immersed in it. I mean, I, I play it once through, but then most of the times I rely on other people just, like, watching and seeing it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I miss something if I'm playing and trying to figure out, like, what the next achievement or next step or next thing is. I feel like I might miss something. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll play it, you know, myself, you know, just to just to play the game and say I played it. But from the research, taking notes, you know, you know that, that field experience, mm-hmm. it's, mo- it's strictly observations. I'm not a participant, you know, at, at that time. You know, that's that's the only way I can do it. This is, I'm, I'll, go ahead. Oh, I'm no, just going to say really quickly, this is one of the few ways in which my creative writing background really does serve me in the academic work is because I learned early on a specific way of reading things in which I'm evaluating character, plot, sentence, everything at the same time mm-hmm. while I'm reading as a reader, mm-hmm. and I've transferred that skill to gaming. So even while I'm playing and just having a good time and like swear and I'm like, oh, God damn it, I, like flame the flood, my fucking raft, I just hit this thing, God damn it, I didn't even see it. Um, at the same time, I'm filing away like references to Gothic culture yep. and the way the characters are developed and the colors on the screen. Like it's it's all in the background. And I, and I kind of do the same thing, but what I tend to do is I do one of two things. Is is well, I do it's one and the same. Is I will record myself playing a game. Yeah. Um, like actually like streaming. Take a lot of screenshots too. Yep. And then, but what I will also do, yeah, and it really helps take a lot of screenshots. Um, but also another thing that I will do is I will talk to myself while I play a game yeah. while I'm recording it. So I'm taking notes um, while I'm playing, but I'm just talking my way through them. And it's it's interesting because we've said many times that we were waiting for um, like the Xbox One to record party chat mm-hmm. because I play like a yeah. lot of games with um, with other folks who do like game studies yeah. mm-hmm. uh, if we're playing multiplayer games and it is kind of, it is at times amazing to yeah. listen to, to think about the conversations that are going on while we're playing because we'll be playing Destiny and critique it on the fly yeah, and critique it on the fly <laughs> right? oh, talking, wow. talking about Islamic rituals and and religion and religious prejudice right all while you know all at the same time we have one of we have like one of our one of the grad students Ricky will be singing like all of this uh, like all of this like 80s R&B stuff <laughs> and and then of course we're always like ripping on each other for you know having oh, somebody over and over again yeah, because they always talk about me, right? Um, oh, and somebody who the you know the person who always like runs in and it's never me runs in first. It's like I'm just gonna shoot everything, right? Uh, so so we're doing all of this simultaneously, but it, I guess it just comes from practice. Yeah. yeah, there's so much muscle memory at work there. Uh-huh. Um, I, and I do the same thing, Sam. I talk to myself as I play. I find if I speak out loud, I remember things better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. if I know there's something I really want to keep track of, but I don't feel like streaming, 
um, I'll turn on the record on my phone. My phone is full of like these fragmented, nonsensical observations on things. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame video games. That's the best stuff. <laughs> it is. I'll be, like, I'll be like, I have no idea what I was thinking at the time, but here's what I'm thinking now. Best stuff. That's the best stuff. So I will admit that I love the site GameFAQs. GameFAQs um, okay, great. <laughs> Um, in part because if I play through a game, if I get stuck, they help. But also, it helps me remember the things that I needed to do while I was going through the game so that then I can apply whatever memories I have of reactions I had or thoughts mm -hmm. I had other scholarship to bring in. So GameFAQs has been invaluable to me. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't know what I'd do without it. Uh, mm -hmm. I have not gotten into Twitch as much, even though I know the Let's Plays are really popular on Twitch and YouTube. In part yeah. because I don't really want to watch somebody else play the game because they're not going to play like me. Yeah. You know, I'm with you on that. I have a hard time watching other people play, but I have found that I really enjoy streaming. <laughs> I like being the one there because I'll talk to people and people like shit talk me and I'll be like, yeah, I just tried that jump maybe 27 times because I'm not a very good platformer, but you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to get it on the 28th time. And then I'm going to roll over here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's going to be great. Um, it's really fun to engage with the people in your channel at the same time while you're doing stuff. And I found, too, that especially because I'm a woman, like if I'm playing, for example, State of Decay, yeah. mm -hmm. I'll have people like, well, you should do it this way because you know that's the right way. I'll be like, fuck you. I don't turn my flashlight on in a dark house because there's motherfucking zombies out there. Right. I will walk <laughs> in the dark. I don't care. I know the layout of this house. I've played 700 hours of this game. Literally. Suck my dick. Um... I'm going to search this, 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 and I'm done. Uh, but having those people come in and, like, tell me stuff and me being able to be like, you know, have a seat. Have We're going to do this this way, and it's, right. it's fun. You need There's your lane. You need to go over there. Mm. It's fun. You should try it. Mm, not ready. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but you should think about it. But I don't like to watch. I don't like to watch either. Unless I'm trying to find a specific thing that somebody else has done, I don't like to just hang out and watch. Right. It's not yeah. fun. <laughs> Y'all have given me a lot to think about tonight. That's for sure. Awesome. <laughs> Kishana, awesome. did I answer all your 19 questions that you asked me? Oh, shut up. It was just like five. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> this is beautiful. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Please and come back sure. sometime. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I read y'all when I remember to click through. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't complain about the goddamn RSS. <laughs> Listen. Without RSS, I wouldn't know how to navigate the internet. So I'm just saying I'm spoiled. I got like 1,300 fees, and I can't read them all. Right. Just put us at the top. See. Oh, okay. Must read and feedly. Got it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't act like we're not important. No, y'all are y'all are definitely important to me. I love the stuff that y'all been doing. So no, I keep I keep up with that. Awesome. We appreciate it. Yay, Aww. Sam. Sam's our mama. So wait, before before y'all let me go, tell me what y'all are working on now. Because y'all heard from me, but I didn't get to hear what y'all are working on. Can I go first? Because I'm the grad student. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So today was the first time, because I'm only a second semester PhD. Um, today was the first time that I really felt like I belonged because we were, you know, in finals week and I'm showing people what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And people were commenting and I was like, oh, maybe I'm smart. Um, 
I don't want to give away too much, but I'm linking together some different aspects of like cultural interaction on social media and talking a little bit about uh, Huizinga's idea of the magic circle and like where we are mm -hmm. now and how the magic circle applies to like mm -hmm. maybe social media behaviors in terms of certain groups who shall remain unnamed. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I feel really good about that. I'm making a really killer infographic. I'm sending this shit everywhere. If somebody's going to publish me. It's going to be good. Um, but I'm also, I've also been coding all semester in Sam's new media class. I've, we worked on a, an app and then Ashley and I turned around and we made a game and uh, and it's been really fascinating to be on the other side of that because I've done a few things in Twine, you know, like little stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been really fascinating to see what happens when you're like buried in the code and what you stop thinking about. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. And seeing from the other side. Yeah. I'm working on, I'm still just trying to get a um, punishing blackness mm -hmm. in gaming culture. Um this book that that's the project I'm gonna be working on when I'm up at um in Cambridge. Um but I don't have a contract yet. So I've been I've been working on and kind of tweaking and editing. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta sit down on, together. Yes. So please help me with that. And also in addition, of course, to the edited volume, you know, the co edited volume that we're doing. Um gotta get that done. You know, that was like my brainchild and it just kinda kinda slowed down. That's, but that's, we'll, that's we'll my fault, Boo, because you be pushing people and I'm just slow. <laughs> You're good. So those, that's what's happening. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is it my turn? Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Always. Well, I'm working on um, me. a project. <laughs> yes, you. Working hard on your ass. Mm. Um, I'm working on a project um, uh, that I'm calling Gaming Ecologies. So mm. I'm looking at, of course, race. Yes. Um, and and racial representation in games, but mm -hmm. I'm looking at uh, basically four components of this kind of ecological chart and looking at how they deal with race and racial representation. So I'm looking at, you know, critical race theorists, mm -hmm. games critics, gamers, and then educators and scholars and looking mm -hmm. at kind of how all of these components come together to form this kind of ecology. Mm -hmm. And what they say about race in games. Okay. Um, and like I said, it, it, it is a it is a unfortunately book project, or it, it is a thing of project. How's that? And and um, I've taken it through the pre-proposal stage with a publisher, and um, and it's past that stage. So okay. Now I just got to get the full proposal in uh, to prove I can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You gotta prove yourself to folk, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 So you know. So, Azalea Banks coming after Beyonce now? Look, Girl, I love. Did you see that shit? I love Zaya, but she she ain't got all her screws all tightened up. Mm -mm. No, she's she's such a talent though. Like really, yeah. chick, you really yeah. don't have to do all this. No, she doesn't. She she mm. need her she need her she need her five minutes of fame. Oh gosh, man! Wow. She's trying to get little mama. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Hell no, y'all. Yes, I love it. This was beautiful. This was beautiful. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. No, you're awesome. I mean, we are. Don't be wrong. Mm. <laughs> but also you. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, I Thank you. I feel like we just had a cloudy with a chance of meatballs type of moment. Like <laughs> <laughs> How do you know all this, though, Andre? You have no excuse for this. Your children are not small. Uh, How do you know? <laughs> I've always loved animation. Oh, uh, book recommendations for fiction, because I know y'all don't have time, but Rivers of London by Ben Abramovich, who's a... Uh, British Jew, but his main character is mixed race Ghanaian. Ooh. And, it's, and it's a police procedural with magic. And Ooh. the reason why it's rivers is because it refers to the Thames and all the other the water ecosystem in London. Yeah. And the goddess of the Thames is a Nigerian goddess. Fuck yeah. So it's it's like this really dope series of books that he's trying to figure out. Like well the the kids trying to figure out who he is and what he is, but also doing police work, magical stuff as well. Rivers of London. I'm putting it in the notes right now. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. I was gonna say who's yeah who's doing our notes. Me. Okay. 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 As the grad student. (laughs) You actually gonna do them this time? Listen. (laughs) No. Because I'm writing a paper. Notes will be there for you to convert into a post. (laughs) You know where I live. If you want to come over here and argue about it, I'm writing paper for you. Mm. What'd you say? You trying to fail? (laughs) (laughs) Would she talk to all day if it wasn't me? Mm, I'm sorry. What does one have to do with the other? (laughs) I'm also really smart and capable. Uh, One of my friends, I think I put it in the S4 group, Kishana, the the Venn diagram of who your mother is not. (laughs) (laughs) Boo boo the fool and your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I love it. All right, ladies, y'all have a good evening. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Not a problem. Uh, I look forward to hearing from y'all again. Yes. Okay. April 30th, 2018. Uh, No, a little bit before that. Writing something for us is in 2018. I've got that. I'm just saying. But he's coming back to talk to us again before that. Yes, because Kishana going to be broadcast. I'm be sitting right in the lap next to her husband. Like, okay, let's have right. this podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, now, now I'm coming to Boston, and we all going to be sitting there together. Okay. Oh, my gosh, yes. I yes, like Boston. I Can I come? Fuck you. Yeah, absolutely. I'll perm my hair. We can get We're going to find somebody to watch all the kids while. I have a husband right. for that. Oh. Okay, good. That's what's up. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, Kishana, get MIT to have a panel on race and gaming. You got your scholars right here. Yo, I done already planned that. Yes. Y- y'all y'all going to get hit up. Y'all don't understand. Like, I've already got that planned out. Okay. I've already got that planned out. Yeah, I don't have to pay for you because you are already going to be there. I mean, I'll try to find you wow, some kind really? of money. That's, no, that's I mean, I mean, I mean, no. I'm, <laughs> I mean. I'm a fi- I didn't mean that. I mean, she's gonna get you five dollars for some beer, right? Or, Give a, me a, or a, a four shot espresso. <laughs> I can hear it now, Sam. You gonna stay at my house <laughs> and a transfer? Right. I go where Sam goes. Okay, so that's a fucking package deal. <laughs> so, yeah. There it is. Yeah. I edit all it. the video. Okay, yeah. so I love it. I love it. Y'all amazing. Y'all amazing. Love right, recording. Y'all have a good night. Good night. Bye. Thank you. Wait, isn't there the closing thing? I feel like there's the closing. Yeah, I'm running the closing. Oh, okay. Sure. I can shut up now. I want to hear this. Okay. <laughs> what it's was not that? that? Great. 
I guess that brings us to the end of episode 126 of the Ooh. podcast. So until next time when we have episode 127, we already have a guest lined up for 127. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And maybe a little geekier, uh, sciencier than usual for some folks. But you know what? Guess what? It's still going to be fun because we are still us. Um, so until next time, stay warm, stay dry. And as always, my friends, game on.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.